This is your warning that this includes spoilers. As well, you might hear some huskies singing in the background. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. Guess what today is? What's today? It's our first podcast. It is. We're doing a podcast. Pineapple and Lemon Podcast. Yes. First podcast. And best thing we could think of Mm -hmm. was to cover season one of Lost. Yes. Excluding the Mm -hmm. finale because that's going to be on our channel. Yes. So in case you were wondering, Christine and I watched the first two episodes of Lost, the first season. And... I could tell she was kind of digging it. I was digging it. I wanted to watch more. And a few people also asked us to do more. And we were like, we don't necessarily want to do a reaction to every single episode, but what if we did season one finale? Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, we needed to watch all of season one. Cue the binge party. (laughs) And the first season of Lost is 25 episodes. (laughs) Oh, it was was a feat. It's quite a lot. Yeah. So we decided we're going to do a reaction. So that'll be on the YouTube channel of the finale, the last three episodes. But Mm -hmm. since we had already watched the first season, we thought we kind of want to talk about it. Got a lot to talk about. We do. It's quite a dense TV show. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, we made notes. We watched this separately. We each made our own notes. Mm -hmm. Yours are more of like, this is what actually happened in the episode. Yep. And mine are more reactionary. Mm-hmm. And mine make zero sense. <laughs> so it's going to be really funny trying to remember what I wrote. Because yeah. I was just like, I don't remember why. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So kind of like you were mentioning, we're just going to go through all of the episodes. So mm-hmm. if you want to watch our YouTube channel, Pineapple and Lemon channel, to see the first premiere episode, you mm-hmm. can see our reaction. And then you can listen to this podcast here and then you can go watch the The finale finale. on the YouTube channel. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yes. So as of the filming of this, I have not watched the finale episodes of season one of Lost. Yes. For those of you that don't know, I have seen all of Lost. And I have not. Yes. (laughs) Which you guys love to riff on me in the comments about because I watched the last two seasons live. Um, but I did not watch any of the other seasons. So I'm, mm-hmm. I went into this not really knowing what to expect and it started filling in the blanks for me. Yes. So Christina has seen season five and season six. Yes. But not one through four. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I never had a desire to go back and watch it. I would keep like finding it pop up on my screen. I'm like, you know what? Should I? No, that's six seasons. That's a commitment. It was the same with every time Supernatural would pop up. Like that's oh, a commitment. That's a I'm other. like, I'm not even getting into that realm. But that's like 13, 14. Same with grades. That's way too many seasons at least with lost you have <laughs> some context of what the show is about yes and now you can piece it together and it's funny to me because there's certain characters that you didn't know watching the finale because they're not in the finale mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for season one of Lost. Oh, well, like, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Luda, if you have not I'm, seen season one of Lost, I mean, go I'm watch it and come to, back. I'm not going to spoil things that happen later on, like in mm-hmm. later seasons, because I think you have said that you want to keep watching it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was bugging you about like, hey, have you caught up yet? Because like we need to film this because I want to keep watching yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm really into it right now because I want it to all make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm going to rewatch like the whole, like the rest of five and six. Cause it was like the ending is going to make so much more sense to me now. So this discussion season one free for all, but everything after that, even in like the last few seasons, we're not going to really talk about it just because mm-hmm. I want you to experience the journey again. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So season one, and this is episode three. It's called tabula rasa, which means blank slate. 
Ah, were thanks. you aware? Okay. No, thanks for the translation. I was like, I don't know what this means and I don't know what language this is, but sure, let's go with it. It's a philosophical term. That's why uh, <laughs> there's a lot of philosophy in Lost. Yeah, I had a notation on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we get to Locke and I just Locke equals a stoic. Yep. And John Locke, like Locke is a philosopher. Rousseau is a philosopher. Like these the names. names. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Shepard, like shepherding the people science that, yeah and faith are big parts of the series as a it whole it really <laughs> is you do you do get that really early on mm-hmm. that there's a big faith in a big science aspect to it and yes. those two have always clashed mm-hmm. so it's, it's so interesting the way that they're pairing them against each other in this as well yeah because that's like a big tension point of i'd say this season mm-hmm. itself is Jack wanting to do the science and all of those things like this can't actually be happening. And Locke being like the island provides and tells me what to do essentially. Like yeah. it fixed me. So, well, I think that that's the big thing though. Like, I don't think Locke would have had that, that, that viewpoint mm-hmm. if he, you know, wasn't, yeah, he experienced he, something. Yeah, he experienced yeah. like a healing moment and that's where his belief and faith in the island came in. Yes. So we'll talk about Locke more because that'll be the next there's, episode. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack <laughs> with Locke. Lots about Locke. But the oh, yeah. first one that we're talking about is a Kate episode. Where My first notation was Kate equals danger. Yes. <laughs> This is where Jack does learn that she was the criminal on the plane. Yes. And he is so smitten with her. So smitten. He doesn't seem to care. Got a little love triangle brewing real early on, which is starting to lead to some tension. How are your thoughts on that? Oh, I hate love triangles. Yeah. It's so overdone. It's so frustrating. I'm just. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I don't personally like it because I do think like you tend to lean towards one side. Yeah. And then you always feel bad for the other one. Yeah. It's just SOL. And they realize too late where they've invested way too much time. And now they're just kind of like, well, thanks for screwing me over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting at square one. But it's interesting that they've been on the island for, you know, I think at this point, uh, for this episode, it's only been like a, still a couple of days. We're still yeah. in that first week or so. And people still don't really know each other. Yeah, it's funny where like the characters that we know are being introduced to each other. And they're like, oh, that guy. I don't really know their name yet. And things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Which is, it shows the building of the relationships, which I really like on the show. Is mm-hmm. like, you see Charlie and Hurley become friends. You see Kate and Son start to get closer. Like there's all these little bonds that start yeah. to form. And yeah. that's really interesting because they mix and match a lot. Yeah, well, because everyone's coming from different backgrounds and different, yes. like, you know, why, like, purposes for being on this specific flight, mm-hmm. which slowly gets, like, uncovered as we go through, like, the episodes. Because each episode has somewhat of a flashback mm-hmm. to one of the semi-main characters and, like, what they were doing. Not all of them have been, you know, this is what led them to being on the plane, but some of them have been, you know, a bit further to understand, like, the relationship. So, like, um, we saw the flashback with Jin and Sun. Mm-hmm. And then we saw a further flashback and yeah. then we saw Jin and then we saw Sun. And then it's just kind of like, you know, fully encompasses yeah. so like this is why they were on the plane and this is why their relationship is where it's at kind of thing. So in that case for this episode, it was Kate's backstory of her living on a farm, seemingly on the run. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what she's done yet. It's more mm-hmm. just like their police trying to find her. <laughs> I would say like it, it d- did take them a really long time to actually uncover, you know, like what was the plane and like, mm-hmm. why is she on the run? Yes. I, I still think there's still more to like, why, why was she only on the run initially? Because it's, I think it's in the episode just before the finale that we yeah. really do understand her backstory. Mm-hmm. But there's still questions like she still seemed like she was on the run before this moment happened. Yeah, there's been other things in her life leading to that point. 
So that's yeah. something I think too that the series sometimes gets weighed down on. There's only so many flashbacks you can do mm-hmm. until it's like, well, how is this contributing to the actual story? Yeah. And that does happen sometimes where there's like a flashback that's literally about how Jack got his tattoos. Oh my and God. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> like, the plot on the actual island this episode is about the court or the marshal who mm-hmm. was the one that had Kate under arrest. And mm-hmm. he, what actually happened to him? They were going to kind of like, you know, mercy killing. Mm-hmm. He was in a lot of pain. And so Kate was going to do it. But then Kate couldn't and didn't want more blood on her hands so sawyer Sawyer ended up doing it but sawyer being the cowboy that he was thinks he knew everything about gunsling yeah he shot and missed Mm -hmm. where he needed to shoot and so jack had to step in and medically assist yeah and i think that's a lot of starting with jack's whole arc Mm -hmm. with everything but it is like he's such a Mm do-gooder even when it's the hard thing to do he's like i have to do what's right mm-hmm. and that informs a lot of his character well it's interesting too right because there is an episode that um later on it's called do no harm which is uh, immediately as soon as i saw that i was like well that's the doctor's oath yeah and so it's interesting when you are on this island mm-hmm. that at, being a doctor you have an oath to do no harm but at the same time you have to kind of come across come at it from the humanities point of view yeah. of like is trying to use all of your resources you know to save one person worth it mm-hmm. if you know like it's a lost cause. Yeah. And it will continue. And that was definitely like a conflict that happens later on. Yeah. Oh, I also just wanted to say that I was keeping track of the dog. We found the dog in yes, this episode. Yes, we have Vincent. And um, Locke loves his penny whistle solo. Yes, he was. I also <laughs> I had a note about the whistle. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, oh, penny whistle solo. <laughs> but talking about Locke, we yes. can go on to the next episode, which is walkabout. Yes. So did you know what had happened to Locke before seeing this episode? No. Okay. So what no, was your when, thought? When, when I joined in, he was walking and all that sort of jazz. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know anything about this because they don't really mention it in the later episodes. Yeah. Um, and so to see that he was in a chair was like, wait a second. First off, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Still don't know. No. And then all of a sudden he's walking. And I was like, oh no, it's going to be one of those like island miracles. Or is it going to be like, you know, he just like happened to land in the right way that shifted things <laughs> no. back and, you know, some weird science-y shit. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had no clue. And I still don't know. Like, yeah, the actual, he's, the actual accident. Like I w- there was a one episode with his dad. I was like, oh, is this, he's going to be in a car accident, you know, just after giving a kidney mm-hmm. and like, that's what it's going to lead to. But it didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay, so what happened? that he got paralyzed Mm -hmm. because it was, it was only what, like four years before the crash or something like that. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, that, um, yeah, that he, he got into his accident. So yeah, I was not expecting that Mm -hmm. for him to be in the chair, but then it kind of makes sense where his whole, like his faith in the Island comes from Mm -hmm. because he was given the gift to walk again. I think this was a big turning point for a lot of people where they were like, oh, this show is like, they're pulling in some twists. They're making like really It's a bit more deeper than like it just being a, a plane crash and people trying to survive yeah. on an island. Because they show the flashback for Locke and it's essentially him in different scenarios, mostly at work, where mm-hmm. he's kind of being, there's a lot of people bullying him and telling him his famous line, don't tell me what I can't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, oh yeah. That's don't the Don't tell me line. what I can't do. <laughs> in all of the flashbacks, he's sitting down. They never show their hand. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you wouldn't, the first time watching, you're not picking up on that. 
Mm -hmm. You're not like, oh, I wonder why he's always sitting down. Like that doesn't register. But when you go back and rewatch it, it was it was carefully shot mm -hmm. to he was just always sitting down, mm -hmm. whether it was at his desk or at the lunch table. But they hid the the back of the chair, so yeah. you just thought he was sitting in a normal chair, just sitting down. And it wasn't until he was like trying to get on the bus mm -hmm. for the excursion where you saw him wheel away in the chair, and that's when the reveal was. Yeah. But I knew like something was up that he was just sitting down a little too much. <laughs> I was like, I think he's in a chair. But wait, he's standing. But why he's in a chair? It was just a back and forth, and then it was revealed he was in a chair. I was like, oh, what happened here? And a lot of it too is like people are so adamant, or they're like, you can't do this, mm -hmm. and you're like, why is everyone like so mean to him? Yeah. I mean, I do get where like. The the tour guide was coming from like yeah. you're going in the outback mm -hmm. you can't be doing that in a chair like in the desert and through the forest i get that like, i understand where Locke's coming from too like yeah. i don't put limitations because i'm in a chair like i want to do what i want to do mm -hmm. but there's got to be like a point where you got to be a little bit realistic like 100 yeah. we can accommodate as much as we can but when you're going out into wilderness there's you can't really do a lot of accommodating no, for that. It's yeah, it's it's dangerous for anybody, really. Mm -hmm. We learn about Rose and her husband Bernard, who was in the bathroom when the plane broke apart. So he was in the back half of the plane. Rose, yes, yes. And Rose is sitting on the beach, being like, "I'm waiting for him to come." Mm -hmm. So she's not in the first season a lot mm -hmm. she is in the later seasons more okay i just wanted to make a note of that <laughs> yeah the other thing that i have is that Locke throws a hunting knife at sawyer and i just put lol <laughs> so i was like <laughs> like really <laughs> i wrote i wrote a lot of like lol moments yeah. well, I was just like honestly like i understand this is supposed to be like suspense and thriller but like mm -hmm. i just laughed a lot in this season like there was a lot of comical moments like i think it was this episode specifically that it, it opens up it's to the boars in yes. the plane. And as soon as it opens up, like I, I'm sitting there watching it, like you're there, you're watching the scene play out. I'm like, Oh, I bet you the boars are going after the dead bodies. And then it's just Jack comes on. He's like, they're going after the dead bodies. And I'm like, there it is. And I'm like, well, there it is. I'm like, okay, so maybe we should burn these bodies. And then it turns into a, a, a debate of like, no, we should bury them. No, we should burn them. Why should we burn them? I'm like, well, because you know, the boars yeah. are going to come back if you bury them. And then Jack said the same thing. I'm like, wow, it's almost like I wrote this script or I just have really good common sense. <laughs> But that's part of it too, right? It's, they are surviving on an island with the resources they have at the time. Mm -hmm. And it is, how would you respond in the situation? That's a mm -hmm. big part of the first season. And mm -hmm. I think I might like the first season the best because it is very much like personal relationships. How do you survive on an island? Like it's very uh, singular in its focus. Mm -hmm. And the later seasons kind of goes into grander ideas, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think it was really interesting watching like how people reacted in a crisis situation yeah. like uh, like who kind of like banded together who just kind of sat back and observed and who mm -hmm. just like you know for lack of terms just fucked off they're like i don't know i'm not being a part of this yeah so it was just really interesting that like you know jack being a doctor just jumped right on in mm -hmm. and then he had to he had to drag other people in and anytime there's like a big crisis it's like jack that's right in the front of it yeah. like trying to to deal with it and everyone else is just kind of standing Another thing I'd like to mention is the show focuses a lot on eyes opening. A lot of the times the first shot of the episode is somebody's eye opening up. And that's usually yeah. who the episode's about. Right. It doesn't happen every time, but it's a recurring motif enough that you start to notice it. And you're just, mm -hmm. you're, it's just something interesting to point out. Like it's putting you in the mind of the person 
which mm-hmm. is why I think Lost does characters so well. <laughs> it spends time on its characters and yes. you really get to know them. Yeah, they're not just like half-assed. They're really thought through like every single issue. So there's like what, like 49, 50, maybe 50 people at that the survive. beginning. Yeah. That survive at the beginning. And I guarantee you, all 50, whether they're actually named or not, have a full backstory. <laughs> you know, this is their purpose for being on the plane. Mm-hmm. And whether we see them or not because they're quote-unquote background characters... They're still there. They're still doing something productive. They, the writers definitely thought of everything. Yeah. Right. Even though we only focus on maybe like 10 key players, everyone there has a purpose. Mind you, 10 is a huge number. It is. For, it is quite a lot. Like it's, characters to know that much about too. And having watched the later seasons when the numbers are not as high, yeah. I started keeping a, tra- a tally of um, how many people mm-hmm. there were and started marking casualties because I was like, there's so many people and you're telling me in four seasons we're losing X amount of people. I'm like, okay, cool. How's it going to happen? So I'm like looking at all these characters who I'm not familiar with yep. and I'm like, oh, buddy, what happened to you? What happened to you? Mm-hmm. Where did you go? I like, and even some of like the main ones yeah. that started to go five and six, mm-hmm. like, and I know how they go. I'm like watching it. I'm like, <sighs> how they get to that point. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And just you wait. I know there's going to be one that's going to really get you. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is. Is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen that episode. Though. No, I haven't seen it, but I have seen that clip. Like Christina just held that. her hand up if anyone knows what that means, but <laughs> she hasn't seen the episode. I don't remember so. what was written on it. You don't need to. <laughs> but I just remember the hand. You can wait. And that was really sad. Oh, I just wanted to make a note. Since episode three, I was keeping a tally on the lifespan of this Walkman. Mm-hmm. Still, it's still going. It's still going. Yeah. Hurley's Walkman still has batteries. I, you know, every single time Hurley puts his Walkman on, I was like, mm, still going. It's still going. Episode five is White Rabbit. This is a Jack episode. I was trying to make guesses based off the titles of what I thought the episode was going to be about. And so when I saw White Rabbit, I made two guesses. I made, you know, the guess about smoke. So when you're sitting around campfire, you say White Rabbit, White Rabbit to get the smoke away from you or an Alice in Wonderland reference. Yes. (laughs) And then I did circle that because it ended up being an Alice in Wonderland reference. Mm -hmm. So just a little context here. Jack's been seeing a mysterious man all around the island. Is it real? Is it not real? Turns out it's not real. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Dun, dun, dun. I knew as soon as we saw the figure, I was like, oh, this is dad. Because I knew mm-hmm. from la- the later episodes that he was transporting his father's casket back yeah. um, because his father had died. Mm-hmm. So it was like there's definitely like an unfinished there. Yes, definitely. Definitely unfinished. a lot to unpack between Jack and his dad. Mm hmm. I made a comment. Uh, I did. Okay. This is the episode with the swimmer. I said no one can swim but Jack? Question mark. (laughs) So at the top of the episode, a woman named Joanna is in the water and Boone goes to try to save her. But then Boone comes across some distress because there's an undertow Mm -hmm. and Jack is the only one that goes in the water. He reaches Boone first Mm -hmm. and takes, decides to take Boone back and then tries to go back for Joanna. But by the time he goes to try and get back in the water, she's already gone. Yes. So he is then faced with the this, you know, conundrum of like, I should have gone for her first. And then because Boone kept saying, oh, it was fine. It was fine. And Jack's like, you were drowning. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want me to choose you or her? So mm-hmm. he ended up choosing Boone. Joanna drowned. So they had some uh, they said a few words for her. And then the, the rest of the episode was really just Jack trying to 
to come to terms with having to make that really critical decision of like who do you save if you're torn between two yeah and he saved the one he got closest to mm-hmm. and with the first one he reached was was boon by chance yeah we didn't i don't think when i was watching that scene I realized that there was a second person already in the water because you're just really focusing on Joanna. Mm-hmm. And then you just see Jack dive down to go grab somebody he comes up and it's Boone. You're like, Oh, okay, cool. Hi Boone. I didn't know you were out here. Why are you yeah. out here? And then you find out that Boone was trying to save Joanna. And I'm like, okay, Boone. Oh, Boone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice try. <laughs> a very much a part of this episode is you can't save everyone. That's kind of what his dad's reinforcing to him in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Jack's dad was a big drinker yes. in this episode. And he and him had had some kind of falling out. So his Jack's mom was telling him to go after his dad. Yeah, go go to Sydney mm-hmm. um, to go and bring his dad home. Yes. We don't know what that means at the time. Yeah, at the time it was just more of like, okay, so your, your dad's, you know, He's an alcoholic. He's going to Sydney mm-hmm. and he's going to go on a drinking bender. That's all we knew. Yes. At the time. And then we find out later that, you know, Jack has to identify a body because his dad drank himself to death. Yeah. They say he had a heart attack from drinking is mm-hmm. what they're telling Jack about. That's what they're telling Jack. I did make a comment here. Um, I was like 10 out of 10, Jack. Let's follow the ghost and take a tumble off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's locked to the rescue. <laughs> Yes. So I thought that that was an interesting note that, of course, it was Locke. Mm-hmm. That was right there, the moment that someone needed to be saved. And that's another point I made, too, is Locke says he doesn't believe in magic, but he believes in the island. Mm-hmm. So that's, again, the good faith kind of idea of mm-hmm. what do you believe in? He's like, well, obviously it's not magic, but then what is it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I did make a hashtag daddy issues comment. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of the show. <laughs> I also made a comment of uh, wearing white in the jungle was such a brilliant idea. <laughs> but we do know at this point they've been on the island for six days. And yes. currently there's 46 survivors. Yes. Is I, the number. 46 <laughs> or 45. They'd say 46 at this point in the episode. <laughs> okay. Because I hadn't made the notation of 47. Then I crossed it out to 46 because R.I.P. Joanna. Mm-hmm. The crux of this episode on the actual island is that somebody's been stealing the water. Yeah. And then I was just like, um, can we just boil water? Like, la <laughs> And then no one thought about that. And then they just have to go and find the spring of water. And I'm like, can we just boil water? We have fire. Like, it's still a lot to have to do that, though. (laughs) No, but it was just like, if you need water, you know, fairly soon, let's just Mm -hmm. start boiling it. I just thought that that would have been, you know, common sense. But at the same time, I've never been in that much of a traumatic experience. So you are still playing with the shock factor. And obviously, you're not going to be thinking fully straight of like your Boy Scout skills are not kicking in. This is also when Sawyer becomes really antagonistic, where he is taking the blame, making it seem like he's the one that took all the water, even though he did not. So Mm -hmm. he's just solely being like, just a pain in the ass. (laughs) I don't remember why I wrote this notation, but I just made it like, you know, haha, die alone. Well, Jack says live together or die alone. There we go. Uh, Die alone. (laughs) His big rousing speech. Oh, yeah. Because I said Titanic speech. Yeah. Episode six. Yes. House of the Rising Sun. We got a sun episode. I circled sun. I was like, is it sun or is it cowboy? <laughs> what? <laughs> House of the Rising Sun is a song. Oh, it's okay. I didn't know that. I went straight to cowboy and then I was no. like, wait, no, no, sun. There's sun somebody named sun. <laughs> somebody named sun. Yes. Yeah, so we. this is where we learn about how sun and Jin met. He was working at an event for her father as a server and they were like sneaking around very much in love at this point, which is not how we see them on the island. There seems to be a lot of animosity between the two of them. Yeah. 
So this was a nice, kind of like the love story angle is what Sun and Jin's flashback shows Mm -hmm. and how that slowly starts to deteriorate the more Jin starts working for her dad. None of my comments actually reflect that. (laughs) they're all just laughing okay i laughed a lot in this episode Mm -hmm. uh the fact that charlie has withdrawals goes to get drugs and gets stuck on a beehive is something that yeah i was like bees it's the bees (laughs) um i like there there was definitely like an adam and eve reference yeah they find the skeletons um yes at the bottom of the pond lake (laughs) and call them adam and eve Mm-hmm. Uh, they also show the black and white stones, also something that happens later on in the series. So it's interesting that they're laying foundations. I don't think they had it in their head what it was going to mean, mm-hmm. but they're laying out like mysterious objects already, mm-hmm. even if it's only just like little bits right now. Yeah, they're, they Jack was looking for like they found they found the stream of water, the fresh water that they this. Uh, suitable for drinking mm-hmm. and so i just made the comment that house hunting <laughs> house hunters hawaii you know it's got a really nice water source <laughs> it's got some shelter you know <laughs> and then i had made the comment because um jack was very adamant about moving the people from the beach to the cave yep and then it just creates a divide so now you have two groups of people you have those that went to the caves and those that are still on the island mm-hmm. and i'm like this is now just leading to absolute chaos yes because you have, we're at 46 people on the island. Nobody knows everybody. They haven't thought of a roster yet. Mm-hmm. So now you're splitting the group in half. And I just had to kind of have like a I told you so moment because I think it's in the next couple episodes. You don't know everybody. No. And now you're splitting the group and now you're running back and forth like when you need Jack or whatever. I'm like, you guys all just need to be in one spot. Yeah. I, I also put like factions are forming essentially the faith first versus reason. Yeah. People believing they're going to get rescued so they don't want to leave the beach is the main pull for that. And then Jack being like, well, we just need to survive. So. Yeah. I think Jack has kind of like hit the reality of like, you know, if someone was going to come, they would have started mm-hmm. trying to come already. And us staying exposed on a beach is not going to, you know, is not going to like keep us alive yeah but then you still have like you know the people that are still much in vacation mode i would almost say they're like oh no we're gonna get rescued we're gonna get rescued i'm gonna sit here on the beach all day yeah and stoke a fire and we're gonna get rescued it's gonna be interesting like when do you do you draw the line literally in the sand and say you know what helps not coming Mm -hmm. i need to survive yeah so when are we building shelter and sustainable food like sun's already working on sustainable food Mm -hmm. and you know it's interesting to see like who stays on the beach and who goes to the caves yeah and then people like flip-flop all the time like claire's like notorious she's like beach one day cave the next and she's going back and forth back Mm -hmm. and forth and i'm like this is gonna bite you in the ass and it did and i just laughed uh, just to go back to the flashback a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Sun and Jin are not seeing each other as much because he's working for her father. Uh, he gives her a puppy, which I said, sleepy baby. I did say, I did say so puppy. many roles on the puppy. There's so many roles in the puppy. Uh, but in the flashback, Sun decides she's going to leave Jin. So she starts yes. learning English and yes. has essentially an escape plan for when they're at the airport that she was going to leave. Yes. Yes. So the plan was to go to the airport uh, with Jin. Jin was going to go get the tickets like and check in and Sun was going to sneak out the front and there was already a car waiting for her that was going to take her just somewhere else yeah uh well Jin boarded the plane mm-hmm. to go to la it's just interesting because like they're on two separate wavelengths yeah 
but they have the same the same end goal mm-hmm. it's like they want to repair yeah and they want to get back together but they're going about it two separate ways mm-hmm. and they're not communicating yeah because jen doesn't realize he's thinking he's supporting her but he's pushing her further mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. and the reason she stays is he gives her a flower and that reminds her of when when they, they first were first saw yeah each other or first uh courting <laughs> for one courting, another yeah <laughs> uh so we do know that son speaks english now yes and michael is the first to realize it on the island. He's the only one as of this episode that knows that she speaks English. There seems to be a lot of... Uh, I don't know exactly what he's going for, but Michael seems to be very protected of Sun mm-hmm. and like kind of seems like almost romantic feelings towards her. That's what I was trying to, to figure out too. Yeah. I was like, I mean what's the issue like what what's the you know what's the situation with like walt's mom Mm -hmm. because that hadn't been discussed yet like why aren't they together why wasn't walt part of michael's life um is he with somebody is he not with somebody like what is this relationship between him and son like is it you know like a brother sister relationship like you know like i must protect you like my sibling or Mm -hmm. is it like more of a romantic relationship but then it throws in, you know, is it going to be another love triangle because she's married? Yeah. And it's like hella confusing. <laughs> the way it's panning out, like, mm-hmm. I still feel like there's more. But I also, I don't know how much longer some of these characters are going to last. <laughs> so I don't want to get too attached sure. to, like, to, you know, what's going to happen. And, but. like, Jin is not treating her well. That was actually upsetting me. Like, yeah. he, she, she has to, oh, you're dirty. Clean yourself. Bro, you're just in a, a plane crash. No yeah. one looks their best right now. Are you kidding me? She can't even go swimming mm-hmm. because he says she's too scantily, like, dressed. But yeah. I'm like, she's wearing a bikini like every other woman there. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, she, she can't talk to anybody but him. It just felt like such a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what went wrong? Yeah. Because like even in the flashbacks, he wasn't really like that. No, definitely not. And then all of a sudden on the island, this is how he's acting. I was like, okay, this is like a 180. Like what happened? Did you bang your head in this crash? Because it just doesn't match. No, it doesn't. And yeah, he's pretty just angry all the time on the island. So I'm just angry, angry Um, all the time. And a little other point I just had too was Michael and Walt, like you were saying, like what is their relationship like because they don't seem to really know each other super mm-hmm. well because Walt's like well what do you know about me and Michael's like I know your birthday but do you know mine yeah Walt <laughs> doesn't know anything about his father mm-hmm. uh, which we can confirm they are father and son biologically speaking mm-hmm. Walt is about I think it's 10 I don't I think sure I, th- I think between like eight and 10. eight and ten yeah. yeah so for all these years there's been a disconnect because if walt doesn't know michael mm-hmm. why wasn't why wasn't michael a part of the kid's life yeah so there's definitely like that's definitely explained in late in a later flashback yeah and it, it, it does make sense but it's their their relationship is interesting because like michael missed out on walt's childhood so he's still treating him like he's two or two to four but walt is very much like no walk's teaching me this i want to go and learn this Mm -hmm. i don't want to just sit around and have you baby me yeah you see walt really gravitate towards Locke and learning how to do things well we're learning that walt's a special kid yes he does have special kid uh like movie thing where it's like there's something with this kid. What's going on with this kid? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's definitely like you get more of a sneaky thing to like right before the finale in that last episode. Yeah. He seems to have more knowledge than he lets on or there's some kind of there's some I think force there's something to him. Wonky. And then they did kind of hint at that the, the, the not this flashback, but the second flashback with Walt and Michael mm-hmm. um, that the kid's different. 
Yep. They didn't say how he was different. They just said different. And normally when parents say their child is different, they usually mean like highly intelligent or a bit of a goofball, goofball <laughs> a or specifically <laughs> like, like, you know, skilled in one, sure. in one craft to say they're different in this context doesn't make much sense. You're like, okay, well, how is this kid different? Cause he doesn't really act differently. No, he's a kid. He's like, a kid. And then it kind of starts clicking the last episode, like right before the finale. And mind you, Christina hasn't seen the finale to season one yet. So we don't even know if those are going to be answered now or if it's going to be like seasons. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I have, I have absolutely no clue. All I know is that there's certain characters that are not in season five. Yes, so all definitely. I know is that there's certain things I'm getting answered before then. <laughs> yes. Which I think is nice that there are payoffs to the show. I know people get upset that the ending wasn't what they wanted it to be. You know what? But I did make that notation. Mm -hmm. Episode three. Yeah. Because they had said a very specific line <laughs> and everything clicked. They're not all dead. <laughs> what do you mean? They've been dead for six days. No, they're not all dead. Mm. <laughs> people would pick on that and be like oh that, that's them confirming it and it's like but it's not <laughs> it, it for whatever reason that clicked for me mm -hmm. and it, the ending then made sense whatever it, you need to do to make it make sense to you we've talk, we talked about it i'm definitely like interested in people's theories though oh yeah because like we had the like you know we we discussed like the island is purgatory yeah and, like, and for they said and they said fully it's not it's not <laughs> because like i was trying to be like yeah you know it's purgatory and then when the character dies it's because they you know they've resolved yeah, whatever like it is that they need to be resolved and then they go and wait at the church. But for, you know, we haven't really experienced like any so far big characters die rude, except for one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, we're going to talk about it yep. except for one character. But I'm like, cause then I started reflecting on that. It's like, wait a second, what did they accomplish? Mm -hmm. Were they at peace? I don't think so. No, because I would say then, no. Because then the, the whole thing about purgatory doesn't work because I know, how yeah, the it pans out it, at the yeah. end and like who the like the last person is and mm -hmm. i'm like you're telling me you had six seasons <laughs> worth of shit you needed to unpack and well, then some you were of them fine do. <laughs> i mean yes 100 percent. some of them do but then the whole purgatory thing didn't really make sense so i'm like okay how else do i make this make sense yeah you can go back to our youtube video the first one where we talked about lost but you can hear like more of my feelings on the ending and how i think it works mm -hmm. more as a not literal interpretation yeah next episode is the moth which is charlie's episode yes it is we learn about drive shaft drive shaft we learn about you are everybody <laughs> their hit you song you are everybody uh so we learned that charlie was in a band with his brother with his brother and his brother seemed to be the one that's getting into drugs and partying yeah his brother was the one that was kind of you know living it up your typical 80s rocker style life yep. like the drugs the sex the alcohol and charlie was this like good catholic boy mm -hmm. you know he loves music but he's like you know having a conversation with this priest about it and you know he decides you know what this isn't the life i want so i'm not going to be a part of this band anymore and then his brother convinces him but then they made you know they make that promise of like you know if i say no we're done yeah then he when he says that the brother's like way too high off his yeah, he on a kite to try and like do that. And then so Charlie starts getting involved in drugs. Yes. His brother sobers up. Charlie's still on the drugs. Yeah. So the flashback pretty much ends with Charlie going to visit his brother who's now in Sydney. In Sydney. <laughs> has a kid, has a house, kind of put that life behind him. And yeah. He's seen, definitely cleaned up a lot. 
Charlie. trying to help his brother, but Charlie doesn't want the help. Yeah. Charlie's still holding on very tightly to the past and talking about getting drive shaft back together and he's living life doing drugs and no, he's thinking mm-hmm. about like the glory days. <laughs> yeah. This is the episode where um Charlie and Locke uh Charlie gives Locke his drugs and mm-hmm. says, I'm going to go through withdrawal. Yeah. I don't want my drugs. Locke says, You get t- you can ask me three times. If you ask me a third time, I will give it to you. Yes. And so it's interesting to see Charlie go through the withdrawal. He definitely has like his, he kind of feels useless. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really understand what his point is, what his purpose is. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, he does have a Gollum moment, which yes. I laughed so <laughs> hard at. I was like, oh, did you call Andy for this? Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have, a, he does have a moment of realization and he, you know, he does eventually tell Jack mm-hmm. that he's an addict and he's going through withdrawal. I mean, Jack kind of pegged it too. Yeah, he could see. He could see the symptoms yeah. and working together, they were able to kind of help Charlie through his withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely on the sober track and doing much better. And I think you could use those drugs for other things. I found it interesting too, like you asking me something three times was reminiscent of like the Bible. Symbolism of three. Yeah. Yeah. Asking like, you're going to betray me three times. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. I think Locke and Faith adding that. There's there's so much symbolism. Yeah. He has like in. an almost otherworldly. Yeah. Like understanding of the island, I guess. Because mm-hmm. it's never really spelled out. Like why does Locke know these things or think these things? Yeah. Well, isn't it? I, can't, I think it was like the third episode when they were planting the triggers. Mm-hmm. Locke was there and he came face to face with, he says, the spirit of the island. Yeah. And that's when he really, you know, had it like you would say like an epiphany mm-hmm. and he was like all on board for, you know, let me worship this island. The island will provide, you know, if I need anything, because it comes back later on too, where his faith is challenged. Yes. So it's kind of interesting. He's like, what did I do wrong? Like, you know, I've done everything you told me to do. Like, I believe in you. So him having this almost faith journey with the island is quite interesting, especially for like a pretty non-secular type show like yeah you can tell like those who are religious can t- pick up on the religious notes mm-hmm. but they're so subtle enough that it's not in your face and you're like feel like you're drowning in it it's very much modern mm-hmm. how it's blended in and especially with this with lost they kind of blend it with the science yeah and science and religion have always been at odds with each other so mm-hmm. it's very interesting and in cre- like how they creatively have put them together they're not a clash. And even like when I think of Locke, I think of like a faith argument as opposed to like a religious argument because sure, the iconography is there, but it's mm-hmm. it's not directed towards anything in particular. It is just like the general feeling of. With Locke, I kind of got that as well. I I had packed him more like I because I made the comment he's very stoic, very philosophical. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like tying it all in together, like science, religion, philosophy. It's all going working hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You kind of can't have one without the other. Well, it's the thought of like what drives a person too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, what do you like kind of hinge yourself on? Because a lot of people are like, life is meaningless. Mm -hmm. Like it's voidless. There's nothing there. Or it's like, there is something I have to grasp onto something to give Mm -hmm. me reason. Yeah. So how do you grasp onto those things? For Jack, it's helping people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to a fault. For Locke, he's sensing the island. Like, yeah, it's just different for everybody. And they really give everybody a different reason 
what fuels their existence. Like, yeah, what, what drives you. Yeah. They make an offhanded mention here about Michael and construction, which... They do. Uh, it does come back up later on. Mm-hmm, because uh, Jack has gotten stuck inside of a cave because Charlie caused the cave in to happen because they were Charlie. fighting. Because <laughs> Charlie. Jack gets his shoulder dislocated. Charlie goes in to get him out. There's a whole thing with everyone kind of like, what happened to Jack? We got to go save Jack. And that's when Kate has her kind of realization of mm-hmm. like, we need to go get Jack and go to the caves too. Mm-hmm. Also, Saeed gets knocked out in this episode. Oh, right. So we're like, what? Who did oh, that? Yes, because Saeed was going off by himself to explore more of the island because mm-hmm. he's so hung up on this power source. Yes, there's something. Yes. And he finds a cable. Mm-hmm. And he he's like, oh, I'm going to outsmart this wire. He steps over the trip wire, thinks he clears it, and then boom, he gets knocked out. We're like, okay, cool, bye. Yeah. <laughs> this was a brilliant idea. Let's go off on our own. <laughs> Episode eight, Confidence Man. Yes. I th- as soon as I saw Confidence Man, I was like, okay, I think this is going to be a Sawyer episode. Yes. Um, this is about Sawyer. So just quote unquote, talk about it. Were you surprised at the twist of who Sawyer was in this story? I wasn't a hundred percent surprised by it. I kind of did see it coming Um, with the letter. It did make sense. Mm -hmm. Like Kate had called it like full blank. I was like, yeah, no, this a hundred percent makes sense that it, it, it was him. And he took on this name. I'm very curious to see what his actual name is. If we ever do learn what it is. Um, because as of now, he still goes by Sawyer. Everyone calls him Sawyer, but I call him the nickname guy. Well, that is, (laughs) he's got names for everybody, whether they're, you know, racist, sexist, whatever it is, he's got nicknames for people and he just really quippy about it. When he goes to the shrimp truck, he introduces himself as James (laughs) to explain what we're talking about here. Uh, Sawyer tells a story about, um, a kid who Mm -hmm. watches his mom get shot by the dad or the husband and then the husband kills himself on the kid's bed yes yes and they do this because they had gotten scammed out of their money they got by a con artist yes they had gotten swindled by a man Mm -hmm. and the way the flashback looks you see sawyer as this man who's the con man and who's trying Mm -hmm. to swindle this woman who's married out of money and then it clicks when the kid comes running out and he's like, I can't do this. Yes. So Sawyer realizes they have a kid and he decides to call the con off. And mm-hmm. it's because we learn later on that the young kid who initially had his parents uh, get swindled was With Sawyer. Him. Yeah. I don't know if I explained that at all well. <laughs> the man who was conning his parents was called Sawyer and Sawyer adopted this name and wrote a letter saying that he will eventually find this man one day. And so, read this letter and kill him. Yeah. When you're reading the letter, it's like, dear Mr. Sawyer. So you're ex- you're assuming a young kid is writing this to him, mm-hmm. but it was actually him writing it. Yes. Yes. In the same episode, uh, Saeed is captured mm-hmm. by the French woman. I have a note saying Saeed has returned with a head injury. The kind of running story on the island this week is that Shannon can't breathe because she yes. doesn't have her inhaler. Yeah, so she Shannon has asthma. So I had made that notation. So mm-hmm. she's having an asthma attack. Guess who has all the medicine? Yes, Sawyer <laughs> has all the quote unquote medicine. And so they go through this whole torture scheme. So we find out a little bit about Saeed. He used to work for the, um, the Iraqi military mm-hmm. as a torture agent. Yes. And so... 
<laughs> Locke has knives. Yes. <laughs> Hunting knives, lots of them. So they decide to capture Sawyer mm-hmm. and hold him at torture point, essentially. Yes. And so they start torturing him. Then he says, the only thing that's going to make me talk is if I talk to Kate. So Kate comes in. And he's like, the only thing I'm going to tell you, I'm only going to tell you, you give me a kiss. So she gives him a kiss. Just awful. Just awful. <laughs> this guy. But then he says, just kidding. I don't have it. And yeah. I just laugh so hard. I'm like, you sly fuck. Of he doesn't. <laughs> so he doesn't have it. There's no inhalers. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's Sun mm-hmm. and Jack work together to try and heal her, like ease her breathing. Yep. And they are able to kind of coax her out of her, her asthma attack. Mm-hmm. Sun uses a lot of like her herbal remedies that she finds on the island yep she uh, specifically eucalyptus in this eucalyptus case. yes yeah i made also a comment that there's a bro fight yeah uh, between jack and sawyer and i was like definitely a top priority when someone's having an asthma attack mm-hmm. i think you really start to see the butting of heads too with jack and saeed and sawyer and Locke. <laughs> yeah the four of them don't get on they all have very strong Opinions. positions <laughs> of how they think of things yes. and sometimes they work together sometimes they do not <laughs> yes yes there's also a gag kind of throughout this about charlie trying to convince claire to come to the caves mm-hmm. and the only way she'll come back is if he finds her peanut butter oh yes this is the peanut butter episode and there's no peanut butter <laughs> yeah that was a really weird scene so charlie describes peanut butter essentially and has an imaginary peanut butter and that convinces yeah, her. Yeah, they use it. He uses an empty jar, mm-hmm. and they start like dipping their fingers in and you know yeah. licking it. And I'm like, this is just awkward. But it's like it's cute, but it's awkward. I think it's <laughs> one of those things. Like I always remembered that part happening, so I mm-hmm. think it is one of those like moments of the two of them that people remember. Yeah. Well, it helps her later on, right? Yeah, she comes back. She's like, I remember peanut butter. Yeah. So there's something. and then Charlie kind of like lights up a bit. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely clicked. A couple other notations was I had made a notation of Sawyer being the typical cowboy. And yes. I made a joke that they should have just cast Viggo Mortensen. Because <laughs> Viggo Mortensen played a cowboy in Hildago. Um, um, and then I had made a comment about second breakfast. Hashtag Hobbit. Yes. <laughs> I thought um, of that too. <laughs> the jungle of mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had made comments like Hurley's like a hype man. Yeah. A Jedi moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. The love triangle strikes again. Yeah, this uh, keeps building. <laughs> and it's just, why is this got to be so complicated? It's like so much drama. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is a little ridiculous. A girl's life's at stake and you guys are doing a stupid love triangle yeah, bullshit. Not the time. I was like, this is definitely not the time. And I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of over this. The end of the episode has Saeed leaving. Essentially, he can't uh, stand that he did that to Sawyer. Yes, because it brought back a lot. Like he had promised himself he'd never do it again. It mm-hmm. brought back a lot of like old memories, and he just felt very disappointed in himself that yeah. he allowed himself to get to that point again. So that's when he decides, like, I'm going to go explore the rest of the island. Yeah, he says and someone's got to map out the island. Essentially, volunteers himself to do this. Said is just yeah. decided to fuck off by himself. I'm like, okay, cool, bye. Well, he's got to lead into the next episode. <laughs> that's true. Which is solitary solitary i had made a notation when he said solitary is like like solid is as as in solitary confinement Mm -hmm. and then i learned that it's not confinement it's just being solo yes (laughs) he's on his own adventuring (laughs) on my own but this is the saeed episode where we learn about his past and also he gets trapped yeah that was my first comment was uh so what was that about being a trained soldier yeah (laughs) 
he gets caught in a trap, uh, impaled in the leg. There's a mysterious woman who is asking him, where's Alex? Yes. And so I had made a comment while we found the Frenchie. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend... Yes. Love interest. Nadia is quote unquote dead for all intents and purposes of this episode. She is uh, dead. Mm-hmm. She was executed by the Iraqi military mm-hmm. for being a conspiracy in terrorist group. So we see a flashback to Saeed back in his days in like the military unit, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and learning that Nadia was his childhood friend and he has a past with her and He's mm-hmm. the one in charge of getting information out of her. They're talking about very real things mm-hmm. and they had to do it in such a way. And she was like, just sitting there be like, yeah, you can't do anything. They haven't already done to me. They did this to me before. They did that to me before. Mm-hmm. Haven't done anything. Are we good to go? And then yes. they, they, they actually stick her in solitary confinement. This is, uh, like you were saying, kind of a darker episode with mm-hmm. that story. So they balance it out with the story on the island being about them learning how to play golf. Because Hurley. <laughs> Hurley, Hurley makes a golf course. Hurley, Hurley finds golf clubs. Yes. And so he decides to use the island to his advantage and yeah. makes a three-hole golf course. Yeah. And everyone gets really into it. Everyone gets really into it. I was like, again, leave it to Hurley. He's a hype man. Mm -hmm. He's talking everybody up and they're all playing golf. Bonding moment. (laughs) While they're having this great time playing golf, we have Saeed, who's been kidnapped. (laughs) And being tortured. By a woman named Rousseau, who was the voice that they were hearing in the first episode. Yeah, the first couple episodes Um, of the, the transmission. Of a French woman who's been over the speaker for 16 years yes so she has been on this island for what we can tell for 16 years Mm -hmm. she's learned to adapt yeah they really start dropping some lore bits with her Mm -hmm. of like potentially what's happening here she's mentioning someone named alex she's saying that everyone got sick there's mention of the black rock which yes i did write that down in the others yep uh there's whispers going on too um, these are all little things again that are later on <laughs> kind of the yeah, what's like, actually watch, going on. She gave a really strong warning of like watch them closely. Yes. Saying that the island can play tricks mm-hmm. and infect the minds of those that are on it. Mm-hmm. Saeed, so she she hears a noise and she she goes to leave. Saeed, you know, being a trained soldier now Mm -hmm. um (laughs) decides i'm going to escape and so he takes like maps and notes that russo had made and he takes the other gun and he leaves and finds her in the woods but she ended up killing her teammates because they got sick yes we don't know what that means this is ambiguous sickness we don't know if that's like mental or physical yeah if they lost their they had some sort of ailment and it was bad enough that she decided to kill them Mm mm-hmm uh, she does let Saeed go. She leaves too. Like she they doesn't part go back ways. with him. Yeah, yeah, they part ways. The flashback to wrap up that story with Nadia. Saeed's told to shoot her, mm-hmm. and he helps her escape. So <laughs> last we see, Nadia is trying to escape. Saeed shoots his commander. Yep who was also his friend and he shoots himself in the leg to frame it. Yes. It seemed like she had overpowered him in yes. some way. Yes. So that she would get a head start to escape. Yes. And that's the last we hear of that. Yeah. For now. So we don't actually know <laughs> if Nadia did escape or not at the, as of this point. Yes. In time. Mm-hmm. Episode 10. Raised by another. Raised by another is the Claire episode. It is I episode. did not remember her getting an episode this early. 
to be honest with you. Really? I thought okay. we were going to get other people's before we got Claire's. She's been there, obviously, but I don't think they've spent a lot of time with her. They yet. haven't. There's been quite a lot of episodes that she just hasn't been in, period. Like, you mm-hmm. just never see her as, like, even just in the background. She's just not there. We're like, okay, cool. She, like, <laughs> she's off doing her own thing. But, I, I mean, the same is like that for a lot of the, I would almost say, like, C sure list characters like they're they you know they're 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 on the island they fill up the extra 20 characters Mm -hmm. kind of block that you know of survivors but claire's not always there no she's not like a an a character yeah Yeah. she's not a main character she's probably like a sub main character Mm -hmm. we learned that claire was thinking about giving her baby away yes so it was interesting as the as the it played out because it played out as like you know the boyfriend was like very excited Mm -hmm. let's fix this place up let's have this baby let's raise it together like yeah i know we're not you know married or anything but let's do it yeah then as you see her progress through is about three four maybe five months into it he's like yeah no i'm done yeah it's not even like the baby has come yet it's just like he's got to work more to sustain her and he just wants to do his art and doesn't want to have to worry about taking care of the family. Yeah, he doesn't want the responsibility of having to raise a family. So after like... So he leaves. Pretty much convincing her that they should keep the baby. Yeah. He bails. He bails. Awful. She (laughs) She was ready to, you know... Get, get rid of it or adoption adoption or whatever yeah. but then he was very adamant of like no let's keep it let's raise it and so she had you know she was very surprised and she was very happy with that kind of feedback and like you know support only for a couple months later for him to be like yeah no it's not working i'm a i'm a dip uh, and part of claire's hesitancy with the kid also comes from her seeing a psychic Yes. So we learned that she's very much into like crystals and, you know, tarot reading, tarot cards, palm readings, like, you know, more of like the, the, the psychic kind of thing. So she, she and her girlfriend, they go see a psychic. And as soon as they sit down and he holds her hands, he starts going into this trance and he gets terrified. Yeah. He's just like, I know. He's like, no, here's your money. Take it and get get out of here. Like, just leave. I don't want you here. And she's just so like hella confused. She's like, Mm. I don't know what happened. The girlfriend's also just equally confused. We find at some point she does go back to try and see the psychic again. And she pressures him for the proper reading and he knows that something's going to happen and he, he convinces her he to convinces have the her. baby yes and to not have anybody else raise it he's very adamant to the point that he starts stalker calling her about mm-hmm. it he's like you can't get rid of the baby like you know you have to keep it and then she kind of gets a sign like when she's she's in the room yeah about to you know sign it away to you know give the baby up for adoption to the couple she found her own couple right that, that wanted to first. adopt and yeah. so she's sitting there and the pens aren't working so yes. then she's like i can't do this she gets up and leaves she goes to the house of the psychic mm-hmm. and gets the full reading that's where he says that there's a couple in la that would be okay to raise the child yes here's your plane ticket mm-hmm. you should go to la and she finally agrees to do it and then there's a crash so essentially the psychic tells her you have to go on this flight it has to be flight it has to be this specific flight at this time yes so retroactively when she's talking to charlie about this they seem to think that the psychic had some no. vision of the plane crashing because that would force... I made that note was that the psychic knew this whole time that there was going to be this accident and she needed to, for whatever reason, be on this flight. But he didn't alert anybody. No. He full on let all these people get on a plane 
Because in his mind, that was the only way that she would be the sole person to raise the baby. Yes. Because she couldn't have it adopted if she can't leave an island. <laughs> the rest of the episode on the island is about Hurley making a census. So finally, we're it's not finally like I said learning. that or anything. <laughs> And I was like, okay, we're how many episodes in and we still don't have a register of like who everybody is. Like we have two separate camp groups now. Mm -hmm. And then Hurley finally is like, you know what? Something a little fishy. I think we should, you know, uh, we should do a census. We should know who everyone is. We should know who everyone is. Backgrounds, you know, where are people from? Get addresses and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, you, you guys have been on the island for what? Like three weeks now and you still don't have this done? Like this should have been like day two kind of thing. <laughs> Well, we get uh, a joke that Scott and Steve always get mixed up, these yes, two people. Yes. <laughs> and we learn that there's somebody named Ethan. From Canada. From Ontario, From Ontario, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Hurley finally meets this guy, gets to know who he is. And then when he cross-references who was on the flight manifesto. Which he, Sawyer had. Which Sawyer did have. He learns there is no Ethan. So who is this Ethan guy? Mm -hmm. What does he want? Saeed comes back. And he tells everyone that they're not alone, essentially referring to Rousseau, but maybe to something else that he mm -hmm. heard in the jungle, too. Mm -hmm. We kind of leave into the next, the next episode with that because nobody can find Claire. <laughs> yes. Claire and Charlie mm -hmm. are gone. Yes. So the next episode is all the best cowboys have daddy issues. Daddy issues. Can you guess who this one's about? This one's about <laughs> Jackie boy. Oh, yes. We get another Jack episode uh, about him. Covering in, for his dad. In surgery with his dad and a patient has just died during a surgery. Yes. At the time, we don't know the cause or what's going on really with all that. But we learned that Jack's dad was initially operating and then Jack stepped in. So then they go and do kind of like um, Jack's dad pulls up a report mm -hmm. and tries to almost pay his son off to, you know, sign it, um, knowing full well that it was actually his fault because he was intoxicated at the time of surgery. But Jack wasn't having any of it. So when it, this this case went to the board and they were sitting there, Jack's dad is giving his speech of, you know, this is what I did. Then my son stepped in. This is what he did. And that's it. Case closed. Jack got she's like, no, I can't. Yeah, they were essentially insinuating that Jack's dad did everything he could to make sure the patient had the best chance of making it, mm -hmm. but he was intoxicated. He made a mistake and then Jack got called in to try to fix it. Yes. But at that point it was too late. Yes. Jack so, did all that he could, but the patient did die on the table. Yeah. And they're being sued by the- By the family. By the family of the patient. Yes. Because they didn't believe it. No. Um, and the way that Jack's dad just kept saying, oh, her, her in because she was in a- car accident her injuries were too severe to do anything so he had all the nurses and doctors that operated on this person sign a like an nda essentially yeah um and that's what he was presenting to this board of doctors and they had pretty much wrapped it up but then it wasn't sitting well with jack and so he stood up he said his piece and he got his dad kind of yeah, kicked he out he learns the woman who died was pregnant yes and that really set him off where initially Jack did sign off and say like, yep, this is all he true. Did, yes. And yes. then he heard that information. He was like, I can't lie about yeah, this. Yeah, because it was like right at the end, the the board was like, did you know at the time of operation that the the uh, patient was like two, three months pregnant? Yeah. And they said, yes, we did. And Jack's just eyes went wide. He's like, yeah, I did not. <laughs> He's like, I didn't. And that's when he was just like, I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't. That's two lives. 
Yeah. So he he did stand up and he kind of threw his father under the bus yeah. and his father got sacked. And that's essentially why his dad got disbarred, went on a bender, left the country. Went to, went to like, Sydney and then that kind of like smoothly ties that last portion mm-hmm. in was, you know, Jack's dad was upset with with Jack for, you know, getting him kicked out. Yeah. Um, but that's Jack stands by what he did. It's why his mom was saying like, you have to go make things right with him. Like it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on the Island, what's happening is Claire has gone missing. Yes. And Charlie, but I mean, they're, they're, they're concerned about Claire because she's more about Claire because (laughs) she, she is nine months pregnant, um, at this point in time, but her and Charlie have gone missing. The biggest comment that I had for that was how do they get that as far as they did? Yeah. One man knocks out two people and one of them is pregnant and you're carrying them through a jungle. Charlie's going through withdrawals. We don't know if he had a weapon on them, like some other method of getting them. Or if there's maybe other people involved. Yeah. Like we never find out really. All we know is that we can blame it on Ethan. Yeah. Uh, Ethan's also missing. Yeah. And Hurley thought he was fishy. He essentially threatens Charlie and Claire. Yes. If they're being followed. Yes. He's like, if you keep following me, you know, bad things are going to happen. And they do because they find Charlie. And he's hanging from a tree. He is. He's tied up with a rope and is gasping for air. (laughs) Yes. So they take him down and it's very much touch and go. And they do a good job of making you think he died. They play the sad music. They leave it going for like five minutes. (laughs) They really let it sit. And then... Jack is just, I'm not giving up. And he's like trying to resuscitate him, but he's like wailing on him. Oh, he's, he's wailing and broken ribs. <laughs> yeah. I said, I made a comment. He's like, yep, concussion, broken ribs. But hey, Charlie lives. He is alive. Charlie is alive. He's a little, you know, uh, shocked. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and upset. Mm-hmm. And he blames himself quite a lot. Yes. But uh, he's alive. And then I also made a comment. I've made a comment, this comment a couple times. But when there's any action shot in the forest, mm-hmm. the shaky cam. Yeah. It's it's sometimes it was, pretty bad. It was part of the time. It's, a, it's, it's for yeah. a sense of urgency, too. No, right? 100%. It's just sometimes it's just a little bit disorienting because it's like all over the place. You're yeah. like, oh, my God, <laughs> settle down. The other thing I have in here is that Locke feels something from the island leading him. And this is when he finds the hatch. Yes, I made that. And it's like, ding. And there's a, is it a time capsule? Is it a bomb? And we learn it's a hatch. It's a hatch with no handle on the outside. With no handle on the outside. How mysterious is that? Exactly. (laughs) Thanks for listening so far. If you want to go and check us out on YouTube, we're a pineapple and lemon channel. You can go see our reactions to different movies and TV shows. Episode 12, whatever the case may be. So we still haven't found Claire yet. And it's been a couple days at this point. Yeah, she's just missing. She's <laughs> Yeah, she's completely MIA. Charlie's still really beat up about it. He's kind of really mopey for like the next episode or so. Mm-hmm. But we see the mini plane. Yeah, the crux of this episode is that Kate... Uh, is trying to open a suitcase and it coincides with her flashback as well, which we see she's in a bank trying to get a loan and the bank gets robbed. And then we find out that she's in on it. Kate is actually the one who instigated this heist and she made herself look like she was a hostage, but she was actually the one running it. Yes. All because she had to go and get 
this model airplane (laughs) out of a safe deposit box. Yes. I think the choice of it being a plane is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I want to know why specifically, but I know that this is a flat, that flashback is going to be like when they're children. Yeah. It's, it's also, it goes back quite a bit. It calls in question, like predestined, like was Kate always supposed to be on this plane? Yeah. Why is she here? Like that's a big part of it too. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton on this episode. I don't yeah. really love the Kate flashback episodes myself. No. Um, I think the next one gives a little bit more than this one does. A hundred, no, the next Kate one does, definitely. But I, she really is just trying to get a little tiny airplane out of the bank. <laughs> yeah. I did another adjustment to the count. So I said it was 46 or 45. Like, do we count Ethan? Do we not count? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we count Ethan because it feels like he was already on the island and he just kind of infiltrated. Yeah. From what we can tell, he was never on the plane. Yes. But we also don't know when he like joined their group because nobody really knew everybody. Well, I think that was just the problem of like, why didn't we do, you know, a census or anything like that? Attendance essentially yeah. earlier on to kind of keep a track of like, he, here, the, here are our casualties. Here's who's still alive. These are who's related. This is where people were going, where they're from to kind of prevent something like this from happening. Like, yeah, you can treat it like you're the only ones on the island. However, you know, day one, you found this freaking transmission. You should have mm-hmm. known that you know maybe somebody else or other people could be on this island take an inventory of what you have but it adds to the drama adds to the drama <laughs> got infiltrated i made a note about prayer here um and then also you know it comes up of like again who did kate kill yes why did she kill because it's implied that she murdered somebody yes she says the model airplane belonged to the man that she loved and also killed the other thing was in the suitcase, uh, there was a gun inside. That's yeah, so there's guns introduced. in the suitcase. The suitcase belonged to the marshal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack wears the key. So now there are weapons on the island again. There are weapons. On, well, I mean, if you count the knives, there was already weapons on the island, but like automated yeah, dangerous. You know, guns. This is why Jack was very adamant about keeping them quiet mm-hmm. and holding the key himself because he doesn't want people to know that there's guns because then you know if people start getting hostile against each other yeah it's going to cause an issue and higher casualties mm-hmm. uh this is also when saeed and shannon start talking more um yes asking her with help translating the french from uh, rousseau's notes because shannon does know a little bit of french yeah not a lot but no. enough to you know she has been a bit useful with it <laughs> she's been a bit useful, a bit useful. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, she's done really nothing but tan this whole entire time. So, you know, being able to see her finally do something is kind of nice instead of just sitting around. She does translate it, saying that it's a song about the sea, which is in a children's movie. Uh, so it, that she's familiar with. Yeah. So from there's, being an au pair. There's some kind of child related. Why is Rousseau? Is it for Alex? Like we don't mm-hmm. at this point know. Uh, and then also Boone is seen helping Locke. So that's another yes. relationship we're seeing. We're start. seeing the relationship between Boone and, and Locke develop because Boone's helping him uncover this hatch. Mm-hmm. And they spend like the next couple of weeks trying to uncover it. They get pretty far, but they can't figure out how to open it. Yeah. So not so far then. <laughs> not so far. But like, I mean, when you, when they pan out on it, they dug quite a massive yeah. trench around it, but they only ever see like this one window, mm-hmm. which is on the top. Yes. But they can't seem to open it. No. What's in that hatch? What's in the hatch? I really don't have much on this That's episode. That's all I to have honest. too. Yeah. All right. We're going to skip ahead then to Hearts and Minds, where we have... This very interesting episode. This is Boone's episode. (laughs) 
this it's just a weird backstory for Boone and Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> so to preface the beginning of the episode, like we we're saying, Saeed and Shannon are getting closer and Locke and Boone are getting closer. Boone doesn't like Saeed. No. And Shannon getting cozy. No. Why? Because Boone's got some feels for his sister. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. So we know that Boone and Shannon are step siblings and they met when they were 10 and 8. So their parents <laughs> married, but they are biologically not related. Yes. Does that make it okay? Probably not because they're still raised together. So essentially Shannon says that Boone is in love with her. Mm-hmm. Like she knows that. Mm-hmm. But also she... She uses him quite a lot yeah. because there's... Is it his his father or his mother? One of them. His whatever his parent mother. Married, yeah. So his mother, he's she's using him for his her his mom's money essentially. Yeah. So his mother is in the wedding industry mm-hmm. and apparently makes a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And Shannon got written out of whatever the will and has asked her boyfriend who is in Sydney to essentially fake being abusive towards her. Yes, so that she can get money from Boone. From Boone. Yeah. As like a ransom kind of thing cuz mm-hmm. he's always paid off her previous boyfriends and now he's just clicking that she's doing this on purpose. Yeah. And then she kind of confronts him about it. She's like you've paid off all of these people. He's like why do you keep doing it because I know you like me. Yeah. And then he kind of like, then this is all in a hotel room too. And so they're kind of like, you know, I know you like me. No, you don't No, you like me. And it's just like back and forth. And then they sleep together. Yeah. They they just rip the bandaid off. They just sleep together. They show the next morning, Shannon pretty much saying like, let's never talk about this again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a really weird story beat to take. I can see like infatuation, but I kind of wish they weren't step siblings. (laughs) Like... Like yeah, if they had been like, like childhood best friends or like something else. Just it like, makes things really complicated and awkward. It feels icky. Just, yeah. yeah. On the island, Locke and Boone are working on the hatch and Boone <laughs> gets knocked out and Shocked. has like a hallucination, something induced trip. It's because so <laughs> Locke puts like a heal, quote unquote healing thing yeah. on his head, but he's a kind of like laced it with like... Something psychedelic. And so Boone goes on this acid trip, essentially. Mm -hmm. Where he has visions of him and Shannon getting chased by the monster. We don't know yet. The monster. Yes, the monster. (laughs) And he sees Shannon get got. Like, (laughs) Yeah, like I was writing that. I'm like, oh, look, RIP Shannon. Are we sad about this? I don't know. And then it's like, oh, no, just kidding. She's still alive. Because I had crossed it off. Like, now we're down to 44. Nope, just kidding. We're still at 45. (laughs) So it makes it seem like she dies, but... It was all a a dream. And Locke asks him, how did you feel afterwards? And Boone said he did not feel sad. He felt relieved. Awkward. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that's happening on the island this week is Hurley's trying to get into Jin's good graces because he wants some fish. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I I remember. uh, Yeah. I was like, Hurley knows all. Just kidding. I'm like, oh, try harder. Oh, look, food. (laughs) (laughs) So it seems like for whatever reason, he has disrespected Jin because he didn't eat something he once offered him. Yeah, so Jin offered him a sea urchin Mm -hmm. to eat and Hurley flat out refused, which insulted Jin. Yes. So again, it's a a class of culture. Yes. And because Jin, as of now, doesn't speak English, he's only speaking Korean, so 
you know, as far as Hurley knows, Jin doesn't understand him. He doesn't mm-hmm. understand Jin. So there's definitely like a lot of miscommunication happening. Yes. Because we're like miming kind of thing. But yeah, he insulted Jin mm-hmm. and he asked Jin for fish because he needs help with his diet. Yeah. And Jin just refuses. Well, he eventually <laughs> asks Jin for help, but he steps on a sea urchin. And is in He's pain. Like screaming at Jin to pee on it. It's yeah. hilarious. So Harley does eventually end up eating a sea urchin. Like, like make, make that amends, bond. Yeah. yeah. With Jin and he throws up from it. But then they all kind of like like each other after that. He yeah, starts giving bros. Hurley fish after Yeah, that. they're all bros after that. Yeah. <laughs> you just needed to eat the sea urchin, bro. That's it. That's all. The other thing we learn is that Sun tells Kate that she speaks English. Kate learns that she speaks English because she can tell from Sun's reactions that she understands what Kate is saying when they're picking herbs together. Mm -hmm. And then Kate's just trying to understand, like, why? How do you know? Why doesn't your husband know? Yeah. And at this point, Jin still doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And Sun tells Kate that she still loves Jin. Yes. She was going to leave him, but she still loves him. So she stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Next. This episode's called Special. Special. <laughs> because it's a Michael episode. It's a Walt and Michael backstory. Walt and Michael. <laughs> we finally get to learn. This is Michael's whole backstory. Yes. So the big thing here is that Michael and Walt's mom, I don't think they ever married. No. So I think it was his girlfriend. So Walt and his girlfriend, or sorry, Walt and his girlfriend. Michael. <laughs> Michael. And his, <laughs> Walt and his girlfriend. Uh, Michael and his girlfriend very much in love. And the they very much wanted the baby. It was very welcome. Yes. But you could see them out buying furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael was an artist and yep. he wanted to work on his art, but he was willing to go get proper work. That's what he did. He went out, got proper work so that, you know, she could finish and think she's going to be a lawyer or, mm-hmm. or international relations or something like that. So he, he goes to do extra work to allow her the chance to do her dream. They have the baby and... She moves to Germany. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yes. Something over there. Something she tells Michael that her dream job is in Amsterdam and she wants to take Walt with her, but not Michael. But not Michael because she's already accepted the position. Yes. So she's telling him after the fact and Michael's not having any of it. No, he... He's very upset. Very much wanted to be a part of Walt's life and we're learning now it wasn't his choice. Yes. So the separation was 100% on the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find that she goes to Amsterdam and she starts seeing her boss. Yep. She marries her boss. She marries her <laughs> boss. And Michael's in an accident and yep. is in the hospital for several months. And at which point in time, the mom comes back and informs Michael that she's marrying and that this guy wants to adopt Walt. So Michael is told essentially that Walt's going to have a stepdad while he's laid up in the hospital. <laughs> like, yes, this poor man. Like, uh, We also learn he's been drawing cards every year for Walt's birthday. Yes. Every year he draws cards and sends them to Walt for his birthday, just so he knows that he's still thinking of him and, mm-hmm. you know, that he loves him and it wasn't really his, his choice. But then we find out they never got the cards. Yep. Walt was never given the cards. They were all kept in the little cigar box, mm-hmm. but they were never given to Walt. So Walt didn't know about his dad at all. No, he, I'm assuming, just thought his dad abandoned him. Yeah, I think that's what he assumed as well. Um, and then he just had his stepdad. Mm-hmm. Stepdad got him a dog. Mom got sick and the mom died. So that's why Michael's in Sydney. Yes. To collect Walt. 
Yes, because Walt was living in Sydney with his mom and stepdad, and the stepdad goes and talks to Michael, essentially saying he doesn't want a kid. Yes. He only took the kid on because it meant so much to the mom. Uh Uh-huh. And Walt is not happy to see Michael because he doesn't know who this person is and is asking where his stepdad is. Yes. And Michael takes the blame and says that it was his decision he overrode whatever the one that was not actually what happened he doesn't want walt walt to know the truth Mm -hmm. of what happened which adds just more layers of like sadness to their relationship yeah the nice thing is that michael eventually does give walt the cards because his mom kept them yes so at some point quite a while yeah but michael did give walt the cards Mm -hmm. and i think he chose his moment quite well like their relationship was at a very hard strain yep and after that bear incident they're mm-hmm. like, here's your cards. I was always with you. Like, I never meant to, I never wanted to, like, give you up. It was just a shitty circumstance. Yeah. Because the episode on the island itself yeah. um, is them trying to build a raft. Let's make a raft. Yeah. Totally a good <laughs> idea. And I lo- I was like, Michael, do you have any sailing experience? I just have construction experience. I'm like, you're... No, this is a very bad idea. Yes. Very bad <laughs> idea. I don't I don't think this is going to pan out well at all. Mm-hmm. And then Michael and Walt have an argument. There's a classic. Got to throw the comic in the fire. Yeah. Let's burn it. Which is sad because there's not much entertainment on the island. <laughs> yeah. It was a comic in Spanish. But, mm-hmm. you know, comic's a comic. Walt yeah. Like the pictures. And Michael thought he could bond with him about a bit about that on, like, you know, art style yeah. and stuff. Uh, but then he flips a switch and decides to toss in the fire. So the mm-hmm. comic is gone. Um, and then Walt's gone. <laughs> and then Walt's gone. Michael thinks he went off with Locke. Locke said no. So Locke and Michael are now running through the forest trying to find Walt. And yeah. Walt's getting attacked by a polar bear. Yep. We get the polar bear back. We get the polar bear back. <laughs> and I was like, I had made a comment. It's like, this is a monster mash. Just kidding. It's a polar bear. Yep. <laughs> and I had made a comment. Is it from the comic book? We don't know. We don't know. Why and I, polar bears here? But in this episode, too, even like I think it was the nanny or the housekeeper when she was giving the cards mm-hmm. had said, you know, Walt is a special kid. Yes. And I was like, mm, I think Walt has uh, magic Something. and he's totally a Slytherin. Just in case people were wondering. <laughs> well, that, totally a Slytherin. This is also what we were talking about earlier about the birds hitting the window after mm-hmm. Walt's been reading about them in his textbook. Yes. So this is an instance again of like, there's something with this kid. Vincent is uh, missing again. He does that a lot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this dog, man. Uh Like, I love pets. Honestly, I swear to God, I love them. I don't know what this dog is doing on an island. It's hard. (laughs) I'm just waiting for the day it's gonna, you know, no longer be there. And that's gonna suck. I'm just like, just rip it off soon. (laughs) Just rip it off. I just, yeah, I don't know if I can keep going episode for episode wondering if this poor dog is okay. Yeah. (laughs) We see a little bit of a comedy strip with Charlie. So he takes all of Claire's things back to the cave mm-hmm. and he's sitting there and he's like, should I read the journal? Should I not read the journal? Yes. Should I read the journal? He goes all back and forth for like five minutes and I'm just sitting there laughing this whole time. But then he breaks down and he reads the journal. Mm-hmm. He learns that Claire thought he was sweet. Yes. That's in the journal. That's in the <laughs> journal. Oh, look, there's Claire. So Claire emerges out of nowhere. But she doesn't remember anything. No, she has her memory gone. Of course. Very convenient. Amnesia. Yes. Very much a plot point that drives me up the wall. 
anytime Amnesia is involved, I just get so annoyed. I'm like, we're not talking circles. It's so convenient that you don't remember anything. Yeah, literally. Whatever. I remember the plane and nothing else. So the yeah. entire show so far. Yeah, like the last like what? 12 15 episodes yeah. like you don't remember anything i'm like oh god have mercy why of course you don't <laughs> of course so episode 15 is homecoming because claire has come back she still hasn't had her baby yet she's still pregnant but she's freaking out and because she has amnesia she's freaking out charlie's just really trying to help yeah. She's not having any of it. She's so confused. She's screaming, being like, I don't know who anybody is right now. What are you doing to me? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Very um, confused. They made it clear that Ethan was very interested in Claire's baby. Yes. Because she doesn't have her memory. We don't know what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, if they just took her, if they experimented on her, you know, what what did they do if they were trying to get this baby? Mm-hmm. Charlie and Jen get attacked by Ethan. He threatens them that if he doesn't get Claire back, he's going to kill one person a day. Yes. So the first day goes by, someone does die. Mm -hmm. Um, The second, and then after the first person dies, Jack is just livid. He's losing it. So they come up with this plan. So there's four of them. Or we have five. I don't know how many guns we have. Four, I think. So we got uh, (laughs) Jack and Locke, Saeed, and is it Sawyer or Kate? I think it's Sawyer initially. It's Sawyer, and then Kate comes because she takes the Marshall's gun. Yeah. All these guys decide that they're going to surround Ethan, mm-hmm. put Claire out as bait, and take him down. Yeah. Well, Charlie decides to come in on this. Claire gets spooked. She books it. Mm-hmm. Jack tackles Ethan, and Charlie goes to shoot him. It's Charlie that kills him. It's Charlie him. that kills yep. him because he was so upset that he couldn't protect Claire earlier. So Jack wanted like information on Ethan. Like, who are you? Why are you here? Why do you want Claire? Yeah. But Charlie is just so enraged. He just let loose and he killed him. Yeah. This is also when we <laughs> learn, even though Claire doesn't remember anything, she remembers peanut butter. There's something about yes, peanut butter. Yes, there's something about peanut butter. The flashback for this episode is a Charlie episode where he is shown at a bar hitting on a girl and they start yes. getting friendly and yes. he starts dating her and her name is Lucy. Mm-hmm. Her dad seems to be very well off, offers him a job at a copier yes. plant. Yeah, <laughs> yes. a copy plant. Um, and he has this like heirloom type, like what is it, a medallion? It's like Winston Churchill flasks, I think it was. Okay. And he, Charlie was given the mission to kind of nick something expensive because mm-hmm. they got to pay for their drugs. Yes. Charlie's here, but he's actually forming a connection with Lucy and the father and he wants to make it work. So he's, you know, he's going to go for this job, but then his drug dealer was like, I'm not giving you any drugs until you give me something of value. Yeah. So Charlie starts going through withdrawal. Yes. He does decide to steal it, uh, the flask. Yeah. But is also going through withdrawal (laughs) while this is happening. Lucy's like... Getting him all ready for his big first day at a new job. Got him like a She's suit so and a supportive. car. She's driving him to work and he makes a complete mess. Yeah. He literally makes a mess because he throws up while On trying the to sell. Machine. Yeah. The copier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lucy feels used, obviously. Yes. And Charlie just said he wanted to be respected and he wanted to be able to provide for her. So it was not solely malicious on his part. He did have feelings for her, but. How is she supposed to respond after that? 
Mm-hmm. I did want to make a comment about Boone for this episode. So I made a comment. He's such a puppy. He falls lock around literally everywhere. Yeah. The the night um, that Ethan had made that first threat, they had stationed people to, you know, stay awake and monitor. Yeah. And so Boone volunteered. Yes. To station on the beach. Yep. What does he do? Falls asleep. Yep. Had one job that you volunteered for and you fell asleep. That people are like depending on you. And he <laughs> fell asleep and someone died. Yes. But there was no repercussions for that. There uh, was <laughs> there was the joke again, the body found on the beach. They don't know if it was Steve or Scott. But it was <laughs> so. one of them. I was like, Scott, RIP, or Steve. I'm like, I don't know which one, but one of them's dead. Yeah. So I went down to 44 for my count here in case people are still wondering. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I noted, guys, the Walkman is still functioning at this it point. It is. Its batteries are still kicking. For us, it seems like forever because we've gone through a lot of episodes. But for them, it's only been a few weeks. So Yes. It's only been a few weeks. I'm just curious, how much is um, is he using this? Because yeah, is he saving it like for when he's really needing some music? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Yes. Right. We got outlaws. Outlaws. We have Sawyer here. Sawyer. So there's a boar that's breaking into Sawyer's tent and getting it, through it's all this thing. Specifically harassing. It's targeting Sawyer. Sawyer. <laughs> Nobody else is being affected by this. Mm-hmm. It's very clear. It has a vendetta against Sawyer. It's quite amusing. He's being outsmarted by a pig and it's hilarious. He's like ready to go on a hunt. He's finding this boar. He's putting an end to this. It was, I really enjoyed the little quippy moment between Sawyer and Saeed. Like literally Saeed let loose all of his quippy jokes Mm -hmm. and I was so here for it. (laughs) I was like, I literally said he's got all the jokes. I loved every second of that little interaction. Yeah. I did make a comment. I was like, they they did make a comment earlier about like deodorant sticks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so do we still have like shampoo are people well, still shaving? Like, I mean, we... look at Sawyer's hair. It's still luscious as ever. I'm so. honestly ca- thinking of like all of those people's hairs. I'm like, yeah. clearly there's still shampoo kicking. Son found a different, you know, tooth toothpaste mm-hmm. using aloe and stuff. But what are we doing for deodorant? What are, are people still shaving? Because there's no way that yeah. Shannon's legs are <laughs> still that smooth after three weeks of being She's on an island. Some kind of something. She's got something going on. So whatever her secret is, I want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Sawyer pig hunt, <laughs> the boar hunt. Yes, has, I did have a lot of laughs about that. It has um, him and Kate end up going together to find this boar. And it leads to I never, which I've never heard it called that. It's never have I ever. Yeah. I don't know why I, they called it yeah, I never. <laughs> never have I ever. And mm-hmm. then they decide to have a little bit of alcohol and share this moment. They really drop some like lore on each other for mm-hmm. this scene mm-hmm. it's a very intimate scene of them drinking around like a fire learning about each other i thought i had wrote it down never have i ever and it was just a massive laugh i was like of course yeah you have so much free time let's just play never have i ever we're grown-ass people here well we learned that kate's been married yes and sawyer's never been in love yeah we also learned kate doesn't wear pink Interesting. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> interesting. It's, that's an interesting fact. Why don't we wear pink? Because she's like, I don't wear pink. And then Sawyer takes a drink because he has. Yeah. And he's like the 80s. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. That one kind of like, you know, I that one escaped because I was so focused on like the other points that came up. Mm-hmm. I just thought that one was super weird. That was a weird one. Yeah. I remember him commenting in the 80s and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then I just kept watching. But I guess we should talk about the flashback this episode with Sawyer. 
mm-hmm. where he gets some info from, I guess, a previous informant or somebody who's worked with him before mm-hmm. and says he's found the real Sawyer. So the man that ruined Sawyer's family. As a child, yes. Yep. He said that he is in Sydney. What a quinky dink. So Sawyer's going to Australia because he's going to find the real Sawyer and he's getting a gun. And this man works at a shrimp shack. Shrimp shack! Where he has a conversation with Sawyer. Yes. About them being both Americans and they're just talking about food. And you see yeah. Sawyer getting like more and more like aggravated. Yeah. Like, like he's just, yeah, he's just sitting there. He's like agitated. He's like, I just want to shoot you. But ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. And he leaves. He does not. He goes to a bar. Yeah. He does not do revenge. He goes to a bar. And who's in this bar, Maddie? It's Jack's dad. It's Jack's dad. <laughs> Sawyer knew Jack's dad. They had met each other right before Jack's dad passed away, essentially. This is literally like the last couple drinks that yes. Jack's dad had. Mm-hmm. It's at the bar. They're sharing a couple of drinks. They're talking about daddy-son issues. Yes. Saying, you know, yeah, I can pick up the phone and call my son and apologize, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Sawyer goes back to the shrimp shack and leaves Jack's dad and, you know... The rest is kind of Jack's well, dad leaves from there Jack's and dad, has a heart attack. Jack's dad kind of convinces Sawyer to go back to like finish through. Yeah, to and follow through with his mission. Sawyer leaving Jack's dad makes means that he is now alone and drinking. Yeah. So they're both kind of contributing to each other's negative yeah. tendencies. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I can't remember if it was at the end of like this episode because of the flashback. Mm-hmm. Or if it was in a couple later episodes, but they make a comp like between Jack and Sawyer because yeah. Jack's talking about his dad. Yeah. And then Sawyer has make a, made a comment. He's like, wait, was your dad a doctor? Yes. And then Jack was like, what do you, do you know my dad? And mm-hmm. he's like, you're waiting for them to be like, yeah, I knew your dad. And he's like, no, not at all. I'm like, oh, this is going to blow up in your faces yeah. later. I just know it. Yeah. He... Jack says something about like he makes a joke about yeah that's why the Red Sox will never make the season or something like that yeah Yeah. he makes a joke about the baseball team never winning and Sawyer had heard that from Jack's dad yeah as well and so it kind of like was a little flag and he's like I have a son who's a doctor and Jack's talking about his dad who was a doctor so he kind of made the connection there yeah that way so Um, interesting that Sawyer knows uh, but Sawyer does go back to the man at the shrimp shack and he does shoot him he does and learns that's not the right person. He shot the wrong person. It was another man who had worked for the real Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Some kind of relationship there. So they knew each other, but it was not the actual Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mention in this episode, too, about Charlie having potentially PTSD mm-hmm. after shooting Ethan. And yeah, I did make a comment of, like, what's wrong with Charlie? Because mm-hmm. he's very much, like, shut down. He's a little more agitated. He's a little more, like, short and angry. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to process, like, you know what he's done yeah because that's not something you can take back and it's hurley that notices it and yes. asks saeed to help his buddy out yes talk to him about ptsd i just like love that interaction because saeed was like why me he's like well didn't you weren't you in the army mm-hmm. yeah but why me and just kept like coming back he's like why do i have to do this yeah but it made the most sense at the end he's like okay i understand like i need to do this mm-hmm. and he was able to talk to charlie in a way that he felt comfortable like going for a walk with claire at the end again because yeah. that was he was kind of avoiding her yeah i made the notation when they were playing um never have I ever that they both killed people so that was an interesting they both drank for that and that's what ended the that's what ended the game mm-hmm. again Locke knows all he found them yeah <laughs> of course he did 
Uh, there's also a mention about Locke's sister passing away and his foster mom blamed herself because she fell off. Was it like monkey bars or something? The- yes, her sister fell off the monkey bars and, you know, just the way she landed and she died. And then the mom couldn't forgive herself. <laughs> And then there was um, a dog, a stray dog that just wandered into the home, yep. stayed there until the mom passed away. And then the dog just wandered back on out. Yeah. So the thought being that the mom received some kind of comfort. Yeah. From this, it was a golden retriever. <laughs> Whether or not it was like the sister reincarnated was what she thought. That's what the mom thought. John didn't really know, but it gave her, his mom comfort. Yeah. And helped her kind of be a little bit more alive again mm-hmm. until she did pass. And then the interesting thing that they, that John did know was that as soon as the mom passed, the dog just wandered back out to wherever it came from. Yeah. No collar, nothing, just kind of did its own thing. Mm-hmm. So he took that as like a faith thing as well. Yeah. That's another thing for Locke of like things you can't necessarily explain, mm-hmm. but does it matter? Does it matter if you can explain something, if it gives that person comfort? As long as it gives comfort, I don't think it needs to have like a proper explanation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, everyone grieves differently and, you know, if that's your grieving process, that's your grieving process. It is interesting that he's having these experiences off the island too. There seems to be other reasons why his faith is being tested or how he sees the world. The next episode is called In Translation because if you read this as a whole, it's called Lost in Translation. <laughs> and we get the Jin episode. We get Sun and Jin. Everything that we had learned about Sun, but we're getting it from Jin's perspective. Yes, it kind of fills in the blanks, mm-hmm. and we kind of understand a bit more of why Jin is doing what he's doing and why. The uh, the interesting thing. Okay, so I noted a couple of things. The first thing was Jin's dad's not dead. No, he lied. Yes. And I thought that that was a really big moment when he brought himself to go to his dad and said, I am married and I'm so sorry, but I told everyone you were dead because I was so ashamed. Yeah. He essentially didn't want to have a poor father. Yeah. He didn't want, um, you know, son to know that he came from a fishing village Mm -hmm. and that his father was just a fisherman. Yeah. Not, you know, a a tycoon like uh, son's father was, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can tell like... Jin looks up to his son's dad as this like mogul, like big businessman who's able to provide for their family, which is mm-hmm. why he takes the job working for him. Jin makes promises to son, like we're going to go on a honeymoon. Like eventually, postponing the honeymoon yeah, because yeah. he has to work, and it's just he just becomes very like work focused. Yes, and we learn that it's not just regular work either. Jin's being sent more like hitman. Yep, he's being sent yeah. to a client's house of son's dad who's unhappy with someone and he witnesses them get beat up again it's all connected Mm -hmm. was if you watch carefully in that scene when he goes to that client's house yeah the background on the tv hurley's on the tv yes which we'll learn about in i think the next episode actually yes um but yes there's interweaving of all the passengers they're all connected in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see how the connections are starting to form. Yeah. But Jin's being sent out essentially to be the one to send a message, let's just say, this mm-hmm. time. And this is where he's starting to really have his doubts about what he's doing. And this is when he goes to talk to his dad. Yes. Uh, so he's being sent to Australia. And he says to son, this is the last time. That's like the interesting thing, I think, to note from both sides separately have both wanted to get back to what it was like before. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not communicating that to each other. Yeah. 
And there was a really important moment that happens. I don't, it's in one of the upcoming episodes, mm-hmm. but Sun says that they're at, they're in a massive argument on the Island and Sun says, I just want us to go back to where we were. Yeah. And Jin just walks away. Mm-hmm. Even though that's like literally what he said yeah, in the had, flashback. If he had just communicated to her. I think it's just that exactly that. It's just, they just don't know how to properly communicate to each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's just cause I don't know if it's like, you know, maybe like the cultural thing or that's just, you know, the man provides, the man, you yeah, know, the man provides and she's always lived like the like you know, like a life of luxury. She's never really needed to want for anything. Mm-hmm. So she just like, he probably felt that extra pressure of like, I'm not from a wealthy family. Yeah. I have to make sure I provide. So I have to work extra hard and I'm working for my wife's father. Mm-hmm. So I have to do what he says yeah. and be a yes man. And he doesn't like the work that he does. But he doesn't really feel like he can do anything else. Or that he may not even be able to get out of it at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, that he's, he's too far in. Yeah. yeah. What's happening on the island is Michael's... Uh, building the raft. He is building the raft. So just to set this up a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, Jin's telling Sun to cover up. So Michael decides to step in. Yep. And Sun slaps him. Slaps Michael. Slaps Michael. For stepping in. Being like, "You're this is not your business. Yeah, stay out of it. Um. She says she apologized to Michael because he was just trying to protect him from mm-hmm. Jin. But this is, again, growing that uh, animosity between yeah, Michael and Jin. the relationship between the two of them. So when Michael's wrath catches on fire... Yep, the wrath went up in flames. Everyone blamed Jin. Everyone thinks it was Jin because of this previous interaction. They, uh, they handcuffed him to the plane. Yes. <laughs> and now he's got a perma bracelet. He is stuck <laughs> on there. Everybody's mad at Jin. It very much gave me like Lord of the Flies yep. vibes. Like everyone was just at each other mm-hmm. and there was no like, you know, no like law essentially. No. You know what I mean? Like they weren't listening to Jin mm-hmm. and Sun was trying to defend him. Everyone was only listening to Michael. Well, they couldn't really because Sun hasn't told everyone that she can speak English. So it's true. It's a lot of nobody can really defend Jin because they can't communicate. It gets pretty bad where everybody is wanting to beat up Jin like Sawyer and Michael and Sun finally breaks and she speaks English. She does speak English and now everybody knows that she can and Jin is pissed. Yeah, he's mad he's at He's so mad. He is she's pretty much like I don't know if we can fix us after this. Yeah, she yeah. He he becomes very much focused on like the raft because once the raft goes up in flames, Michael's hell bent on making a bigger, better raft, and yep. Jin decides to help. Jin wants off this island. Mm-hmm. He wants to get away from Sun. Yeah, and she knows there's nothing she can do to stop him. Mm-hmm. So we learn that it was actually Walt was the one that burned down the raft because he didn't want to leave. He wanted something stable, and yeah. so he just wanted to stay on the island. He wanted to build a relationship with his father. But that scene is so important. Like, you don't realize how important it is until you get to, like, the last episode. It's like, Walt did not... Oh, sorry. Walt started this fire because he doesn't want to leave. Uh, I'll just say, too, Shannon and Saeed are, like, actually... Oh, my God. Saeed. Yeah. They're like, actually, like, lovey-dovey. Flirty. They're having a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's happening now yeah. at this point. Boone's still not on board. Um, but, the, yeah, they're definitely, like, you know, spending a little bit more time together. They're laughing. They're giggling. She's helping him with, like, the translations mm-hmm. and working on the maps and stuff. <laughs> I had made a comment. I'm like, Locke knows all. I'm like, is he God? <laughs> well. Well, we don't know. But we I don't know. We'll say what happens. Somebody dies this episode. 
And it's Hurley's Walkman. <laughs> yes, I did. R.I.P. Walkman. 17 episodes. Died 17 episodes in. And Hurley is heartbroken. Yes. The music stops. The music stops. That was so sad. It came on. He had it. I was like, hey, the Walkman lives. And then it's like playing through the last like little two bit seconds. of the episodes. Two <laughs> seconds. And you hear the like the dun dun. And you're like, oh, no, it died. And Hurley's so sad. <laughs> So we can go right into numbers is episode 18, which is Hurley's episode. And I had mentioned to you, I wasn't expecting Hurley's episode to be so far down the line. Like, yeah, it's not near the beginning. It's not. No, it's quite, quite close to the end of the season, actually, that the wait to get into this. And it's a big episode. Yeah. I'd say some of the most important. It's so it's such an important episode. So yeah. I don't wonder if that's maybe why they they waited. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to throw this in episode three. Well, I mean, it's not going to make any sense <laughs> to you. You got to kind of like, you know, they got to establish the island bed. And it's it's very interesting, this episode. So the thought process here is they want to rebuild the raft and they want to ask Rousseau for some help. And Hurley sees some notes that Rousseau has written. And she has written 4, 8, 15, 16. 2342. You got the numbers written down. I love it. These, and Hurley recognizes these numbers. These are the numbers for this TV show. If you think about Lost, you think about these numbers. Yes. <laughs> got to focus on memorizing those numbers. Hurley, in his life back at home, has won the lottery. Yes, he won the lottery using these numbers. Using those numbers. <laughs> And it's kind of, you know, how did he figure out these numbers? Mm -hmm. And we kind of go through the rabbit hole of unpacking that. Yes. And it's all connected. So it seems that after winning the lottery, bad things are happening to people mm -hmm. around Hurley. His grandpa passes away. His mom breaks her ankle. The house is on fire that he just bought. He, he accidentally gets, a, gets arrested. He accidentally gets arrested. <laughs> and the thing is... And he thinks it's his fault the plane crashed. Yes, he thinks that is part of his curse. The funny yeah. thing is, is that he keeps accumulating more money. Mm -hmm. So all these bad things are happening to him, but he still seems to just be making more and more money. Yeah. Remember there was the the flashback where he's with his investor mm -hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, I know you just won. You just got this company. You just got this company, but you lost this company because the factory went up in flames. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, there's good things. And then a bad thing, like two good things, one bad thing. And then one of the employees jumps off and like commits suicide. Yeah, like while he's in this meeting, it's just like, oh my God, like good and bad peppered together but he thinks he's cursed hurley thinks there's something with these numbers mm -hmm. and we realize that he learned the numbers because he was in a mental institute he was and there was a man there who just kept repeating the numbers he hurley goes back to visit him goes to find the man who recites the numbers and he's freaking out really just mm -hmm. being like where are these numbers from? He's asking him, where did you get these numbers? He's like, yeah, I used them for the lotto. And the guy just like stops mumbling, stares at him and just you loses the it. Numbers. Like, Why did you use the numbers? How could you? And then Hurley's just trying to find out. But because this guy's off like losing it, then the, you know, the aides are coming in to help. Mm -hmm. And Hurley's just like, who gave you these numbers? I need to know. I need answers. And then he travels to the Outback. Yes, the man heard the numbers from a co-worker. Yes. Um, when they were working at like a radio tower type, like they heard it over a transmission. Yes. Which we can infer yes. came from Rousseau. From Rousseau. So Hurley goes to Australia to meet with this man and learns that that man had died. So he's talking to the widow. Yes. Um, and he learns that 
the man also seemed to have been cursed because he used the numbers to win a jelly bean counting contest. Yes. <laughs> a jelly bean counting contest and like a county fair kind of thing. Yeah. And bad luck happened ever since. Yeah. And he ended up uh, committing suicide and they had heard the numbers 16 years ago on a transmission. On a transmission. So Off the coast to nowhere. Hurley has found some kind of connection with this island and these numbers and so he kind of he, he recognizes the numbers mm -hmm. and he kind of disguises it as i need a battery yes. i need to revive my walkman so he decides to part from the group mm -hmm. go off on his own little adventure and retrace saeed's steps yeah hurley's trying to track down russo mm -hmm. to learn more about the numbers mm -hmm. uh <laughs> and he is seemingly able to avoid danger because he's like dodging out of the way of things. He, he thinks he can't get killed because mm -hmm. he is cursed by the numbers. It's mm -hmm. almost like they're keeping him alive so he can have bad things happen to him. Mm -hmm. He's met up with uh, Charlie mm -hmm. and Jack. Yeah. And Saeed, I believe. So Charlie and Hurley, Hurley cross this bridge mm -hmm. and then, you know, it breaks after Charlie. And mm -hmm. so they're separated. Hurley and Charlie continue on um, and Jack and Saeed um, are going to go and meet up with them. Yes. While Charlie and Hurley get separated, Hurley runs into Russo. Yes. And Russo holds Hurley at gunpoint and mm -hmm. he's asking about the numbers. She initially was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but she relents. She agrees the numbers are cursed. And yes. That gives Hurley such a feeling of like, I knew I was right. <laughs> like, yes. I'm not alone anymore. And that's when he kind of just realizes like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. And they end in a hug. She mentions their transmission as well. Mm -hmm. So we still don't know where these numbers are really coming from. They mention a tower. Yeah. That's the kind of like another clue that we get that there is a transmission tower mm -hmm. somewhere on this island. But it's not Rousseau where the numbers originated from. Yes. They this, talk about the sickness again, too, yep. and they talk about Black Rock again. Yes. Just a little break away from what's also happening on the island. Mm -hmm. Locke is making a crib. For Claire. For Claire. And it's Claire's birthday. It's Claire's birthday. And nobody <laughs> knew because nobody knows who's pe when people's birthdays are because no one did a freaking census. But there's a little bit at the end where Hurley tells Charlie he thinks the crash was his fault. And yes. Charlie tells him that he was on drugs. And he's like, tell me something about you. And Hurley said he's worth $156 million. I wrote that down too. And it was like, he's like, I'm not joking, bro. And then Charlie's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Charlie is like, why are you making fun of me? <laughs> I think it was very interesting, though, that they did specify the kind of drugs that Charlie was addicted to. And it was specifically heroin, mm -hmm. which is a really hard drug to be addicted to. Yeah. And the episode ends with the oh, hatch. Yes. So it zooms in on the hatch and those numbers are on the hatch. So these numbers are back at it again. The numbers are back. <laughs> There's no escaping. Next episode. Deus Ex Machina. Oh, hot damn. Already talking about more faith. Yes. It faith gets like right into it. Um, big notes. Locke had hair. Yes. <laughs> there was a time when Locke had hair. Also, throwback to Mousetrap. Yeah, I thought it was funny that they opened with him setting up a mousetrap because he's like into but hunting. But it's so interesting how it literally played out later on too. Mm -hmm. You're like, mm, okay, parallel. Yeah. So this is the Locke episode again. Again. This informs more about his parents. In a little bit of his backstory. Yeah, because we didn't, we heard about him having a foster mom, but we didn't really know 
much why else. he was in the system and that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, the f- interesting thing to note about this, this is pre-accident. Yes. Yeah, so, so he's walking. He is walking, which makes you ask the question again, like what happened? When? Um, yeah. When did this accident happen? How did it happen? Um, this was the episode that I was kind of wondering if this is when the accident took place. Um, yeah. I was wrong. It did not happen in this episode. Yeah. They make you think that maybe, but it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, I was sitting there cause like he, you know, well, and we're gonna get into it, but like there's a surgery and I was like, oh, maybe something goes wrong in surgery and that's how he gets paralyzed, mm-hmm. but no, he's fine. And I'm like, okay, so definitely this is not the episode. No. That he has his accident. They're saving it. They are saving it for a very opportune moment. And I'm still waiting for that. So the flashback for Locke, uh, essentially a woman approaches him and mm-hmm. says they are his birth mom, who he does not know who she is. So yeah, he's never been given strained... any files or inclination. Like, he's never been told who his actual parents are. She also implies that he has no dad. Yes, he was immaculately conceived. Yeah. I thought that was a big flag. Also saying he's special. He's special. Which maybe is also why he and Walter... They they bond. Yeah, they're having they a connection. They have a connection, yeah. Um, I think it was interesting, though, kind of like paralleling, you know, his the flashback with what's happening on the island. Mm-hmm. As we're going through this flashback and we see the, you know, it unraveling between his parents and his dad and that relationship deteriorating, he starts losing feeling in his legs. Yeah, it's a question of like, is the island taking a back what it gave him like was he not doing what he was supposed to be doing and the islands mad that's at what him. he was questioning he was he was kind of having like you know a slight breakdown mm-hmm. i think it all started when he they were trying to break the glass on yes. the hatch they tried to make a trebuchet mm-hmm. it failed they kept trying to smash it it kept failing so whatever this glass is made out of it's not easy to break no. and Locke is starting to lose faith yeah, so he's questioning, like, you know, what did I do wrong? Why are you not helping? You've been providing for me all this time. And it's when he starts doubting, he's starting to lose the feeling in his legs. Mm-hmm. So the island's like, okay, well, you know, fuck you. I'm taking back, yeah. you know, the gift that I gave you. Yeah, you doubt me. You doubt me? You get well, nothing. let me show you. <laughs> On the island, Locke is having visions. Too, yes. Which is foreshadowing what he's seeing. Yes, he's seeing um, in his vision a plane. He sees a plane. He sees... His mom, he sees Boone looking hurt and Boone saying Teresa is falling on the stairs. I did make that note. I was like, Teresa who is? And then it kind of, you know, comes back later that she was the nanny. Yes. For for Boone. I did note that, you know, there's a lot of signs and meanings that are paralleling between the flashback and what's happening on the island. Yeah. Um, which I thought was important to note. As a side note. Um, Sawyer is starting to have headaches. <laughs> yes. And it was really funny. Yeah. Jack trying to be like, okay, well, have you done this? Have you had sex with a prostitute? Yeah. Have you ever had an STI? And he's doing this in front of Kate. And then Kate was like, did you really need to ask him all this question? He's like, no, I know what's wrong with him. Yeah. He needs glasses. <laughs> he needs glasses, <laughs> essentially. And so um, Saeed uses his uh, communication powers and mm-hmm. welding powers and puts together two separate lenses yeah. for, <laughs> for so Sawyer. You can see. <laughs> and uh, he makes a crack at insurance, which I thought was really funny mm-hmm. because most insurance, you know, in the States, like it's not covered, right? No. Whereas in Canada it is. So it was just kind of interesting, the little joke about insurance. Yes. Yeah. So Boone makes a comment about a nanny mm-hmm. 
being named Teresa. Yeah. So Locke has some information that he should not know about. So again, that's like the island is it providing him mm-hmm. with knowledge about things. Um, but to go back to the flashback, so this woman is saying, I'm your mom. And Locke's like, I don't know about this. So he mm-hmm. hires an investigator who confirms that it is that is his mother, but he also has a dad who's yes. alive. But the interesting to note was that he did say, like, just so you are aware, your mother has been in and out of a mental institution for quite a few years. As long as she's on her meds, she's fine. Yeah. And then he also gives him the information on his father. And he, you know, is very clear. He's like, John, do you want to know? Yeah. And John's like, yes, I want, you know, kind of like this closure to know who his father is. And turns out his father is very rich. Yeah. Very rich. Seemingly very happy to get to know Locke. Yes. Very oddly. Yes. Thrilled. And you have to know something's up right from the start. And just so happens... He's going through dialysis because his kidneys are failing and he needs a transplant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, boom, there's the mic drop. Like, you know, he needs a kidney. Yeah. Best person to give a kidney is a biological relation. So, you know, your son, that's why all of a sudden. So John's just so happy that he has a father that he's getting on with. He's teaching him like, you know, how to hunt, bird searching, like all these things, right? Like all where he's probably getting his yeah. his drive to learn, you know, the outdoors and hunting, fishing, bird watching. And he agrees to go through with a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. And good old dad up and leaves. Ups and leaves <laughs> as soon as he gets what he wants. And John's just completely mind fucked. He's just like, what happened? Mm-hmm. He goes to try and talk to his father. He's not being allowed entry. Yeah, he's barred. And he's just driving around. And you just, for the first time, you get to see John really angry. Rightfully so. 100% rightfully so. kind of adds to the sense of almost like a righteous anger that he has. Yeah. Like, why me? Why do I have to? Yeah, he's like, at this point, all we can see, you know, John hasn't really done anything wrong. He works at a, like a, a toy shop, essentially, yeah. like a mastermind toys, Toys R Us. He, you know, shows kids how to play with games. He, mm-hmm. you know, we saw him setting up mousetrap, but he, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, he's just kind of, his parents walk in seemingly, you know, trying to reconnect mm-hmm. and he gets screwed over. And again, he's just, why me? I didn't do anything wrong. Like, what did I do to deserve this? Um, so I'm kind of interested and cause that's kind of where the flashback ends. So I'm kind of curious to see like from there to what this accident was. Yeah. You're missing. There's the definitely a gap missing because we've seen, you know, where he was before he got on the plane. Yeah. Like he was trying to do the outback excursion. Mm-hmm. He was denied. And so he seemingly, you know, went back. We can see that he tried to have a romantic relation with his sounds like a nurse but the nurse was not having it mm-hmm. like she was very clear like i'm just your assistant like to help you take care of you but he developed mor- romantic feelings and he, he was being rejected yeah and so it's just kind of all this stuff is piling up on him of like why me what did i do wrong why do i deserve this mm-hmm. and so it's interesting like he starts having this doubt on the island that the island's not providing for him and now the island's retaliating mm-hmm. and he's like i've done everything you've asked of me why are you punishing me? Yeah. Which fuels more of him before thinking the same thing. Like why? Me? Yeah. So he and Boone are kind of like wandering through the forest yes. um, because Locke has these, these very vivid visions of this plane and he wants to go find it, but he's not telling Boone what the plan is. No. But as we're walking through, he starts to lose feeling in his legs again yes. and he starts to collapse. And then he's almost, he's pretty much forced to tell Boone I was in a chair before I was on this island mm-hmm. and 
for whatever reason, the island has gifted me with this opportunity to walk again. And so Boone is like, okay, not a problem. Lifts them up and starts helping them along on their way. And they find the plane. They do find the plane. Um, (laughs) They also find somebody who might have been in the plane. (laughs) Yes. On their journey, they find uh, what looks like a priest. Yes. Based off of the clothing, because the clothing hasn't disintegrated. They're trying to figure out how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all they find is uh, the skeleton of a priest with a handgun. They're like, what priest carries a gun? A very special priest. A very special priest. <laughs> and so they continue on and then they find this plane. But the plane's not on, on stable ground. No, it's stuck. It is stuck. It's hanging like three quarters off of a cliff. And yes. it's kind of caught by the canopy. Yeah, it's suspended. It's suspended in the air. Probably a good like 20 feet. Sure. Like it's up air. high. It's, it's up high. Mm-hmm. Locke can't walk anymore. He no. is... He is on the ground, and so Boone decides to climb up this rock wall and start investigating the plane. Yes, he's having that kind of feeling that he's been having lately where he just wants to help. Yes, even he wants he to be useful. He can't really ever fulfill that. He, <laughs> like, he's one of those that he always means well, Yes, but it's never executed properly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's investigating this plane, and there's a lot of statues of the Virgin Mary. Yes. Which seems to fit with the idea that man was a priest. Yes. But and there's something wrong with the something, statue. There's something wrong with the statue. I think he, I can't remember if he just like full on breaks one or if he knocks one over and it shatters. I think he gets mad about it and he breaks one. And there's drugs inside. There's heroin inside. There's heroin inside. So definitely keep it from away from Charlie. Yes. So he throws one down to Locke and Locke is just even more frustrated Mm -hmm. why are you like island why are you showing me this what did i do what does this mean and boone decides to keep exploring he sees maps he can tell that the this priest quote unquote was from nigeria Mm -hmm. and they were drug smugglers so it was a disguise he wasn't actually a priest he was smuggling which now makes sense why he had a handgun but you only see one you we only found the body of the priest so we don't know how many more other bodies or people yeah, were on were. this plane but we can tell it was a small cargo plane mm-hmm. he decides to you know he sees some maps he investigates a little bit closer and he sees a radio transmission at the front of the plane yes so he you know he's at the front get a little bit of a wobble with the plane yeah, as he it's moves not sturdy <laughs> not sturdy at all but he he trucks forward and He's very hell-bent on making a, co- a connection. Mm-hmm. So he's playing with the channel. He finally actually gets a hold of somebody. Yeah, there's voices. There's voices. And he's, you know, trying his best. But the plane can't support it. No. Nope. And it nosedives and flips. Locke crawls on over mm-hmm. and Boone is badly, badly hurt. Yes. He's He was crushed by a bunch of crates that were in there. Locke musters the strength to pull him out Mm -hmm. and somehow gets him back to camp yeah boone is not in good shape boone is in real bad shape Locke is angry again he is very (laughs) angry he essentially drops him off in the cave and was like jack he's your problem Mm -hmm. he fell off a cliff yeah he lied and then he fucks off and he's just like screaming into like the rain sky of like blaming the island he goes he goes to the hatch and he goes back yelling. to the hatch and he, you know, gives it what for. But how does the episode end? There's a little light. There's a little light that, that comes shows the through the hatch. <laughs> There's something inside. There's something inside. Yeah. All this time they've been working on it. Nothing. And then all of a sudden 
there's a light right when he needs it most right when he needs it the most is it a good light or is it a bad light we we don't know well i do well you do <laughs> you don't know <laughs> you i don't but i have a good strong feeling yeah. because of something that uh, a little someone says in the last episode episode 20 do no harm so right away i knew this was about jack's doctor's oath yes because i knew this was gonna have a big thing with boone yes um so the one thing i really do appreciate is like jack does get a little flustered but he's very calm in emergency situation and that was one thing that i was very interested to kind of observe Mm -hmm. when we had the group of people you know we're trying to move boone onto a bed everyone is panicking. Yeah. So clearly none of these people have been in a medical, in a medical emergency situation and had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Well, the idea is Jack is a good doctor. Yes. No matter what, like he is a good doctor. Mm -hmm. He's good at his job. So I think that's very important to establish here. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting flashback. Yes. Because the context is not given before this episode, Mm -hmm. but you show Jack is getting married. Yes. He's it's at his, um, like, you know, the rehearsal dinner, yeah. essentially, you know, his, his fiance is up and giving a speech and we learned that she was in a really bad accident and Jack saved her life mm-hmm. and they developed a relationship and they're getting married. Jack's dad shows up mm-hmm. poolside and Jack's not sure, you know, he's starting to drink. He's like, do I go through with it? Do I not go through with it? I'm afraid. He's almost afraid of commitment. I think it's also like, am I a good enough man? that's what he kept saying he's like am i good enough am i going to be a good father Mm -hmm. a good husband you know because he's he's you know he's only seen his father and his father wasn't a good dad he wasn't a good husband not a good doctor Mm -hmm. he was you know he was an alcoholic and you know he did you know you could tell he did try here and there but he didn't always try no and that's you know something that's haunted jack he's like you know plagued by that so it's interesting he does go through with the wedding yes which we didn't know. We didn't know Jack was married. Up to this point, we had no indication that he doesn't he, wear a ring. Yeah. So I, the gears were turning. I'm like, okay, well, does another accident happen? Does does she does she die? Do they get divorced? Mm-hmm. Are they just separated? And he just doesn't wear a ring because in the previous flashback of him going to Sydney, there was no mention. Yeah, it's not like zero oh, mention. Like, like this is the no. first time <laughs> that we're ever getting any mm-hmm. relationship. You know, he's been married. I say has been. Because he's very cozy with Kate. Yes. So they're no longer together. So I'm like, you can assume something has happened, yeah. but we don't know what has happened. I think the main point of this story with the rest of the episode is Jack's, he's not able to do his vows. He just can't think of what to say. Mm-hmm. And eventually he pretty much says, I can't think of anything to say because it won't be as good as what you will say. Yeah. Which is a bit of a cop out. Oh yeah. But- it was, his vows were a cop out a hundred percent, but you've had how long to prepare your vows? He ends on, I didn't fix you. You fixed me. And I think that adds to the part of Jack that can't let things go. Mm-hmm. He has to see things through to the very end. Well, that's what something it's interesting that you use that phrasing cuz that's something his father said too is like mm-hmm. you can't let go that is your fault. Yeah. That is what you have a problem with is letting go. And that is the part that really uplifts what's happening with Boone. Like that supports yeah. that. Yeah. 100%. That's like it's not it's not Jack being married. It's it's the conversation between Jack and his father and learning like what Jack's faults are. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a good doctor. He doesn't know when to stop mm-hmm. and when to say no and when to know when is the lost cause. Because the idea being his wife was in an accident that mm-hmm. left her in such a bad state that she wanted to be able to dance at her wedding. Yes. And that was Jack being like, I will see you dance at your wedding. Yes. And it gives me kind of a weird like doctor patient 
it's a weird relationship. It's a weird relationship because he is technically in a position of power, mm-hmm. and he it it crosses a couple of lines. I felt it definitely crosses some lines. Like it you're felt really not supposed weird. to date your patients. So I think that's part of it too, where it is almost like this wounded bird that he found and he's the one that's in the control of fixing her. So that's also part of his need to control everything. Yeah. To fix everything. It, it, yeah, it definitely, it very much comes out in this episode. Like mm-hmm. you can tell that Jack's a little bit frustrated um, because everyone's like freaking out. He's giving direct orders, go do this, go get this. And they're just like panicking. Yeah. And he's like, no, the longer you stay in here and you panic is the longer that we're going without, So he asks Kate to go to Sawyer and get all the alcohol. Mm -hmm. So Kate runs off, finds Sawyer. He's like, she's in a panic. And she's like, Boone's hurt. I need the alcohol. Sawyer, without question, here's the alcohol. Yeah. Helps her bag it. She runs, she trips, and she breaks it. A fucking course. Mm -hmm. And then we find Claire. Claire's in the forest. Claire's in the forest and she's going into labor. She's of having course. Contractions. She's having contractions. <laughs> and so Kate's panicking. Mm-hmm. She's like, we need to get you back to Jack. We need to get you to Jack. She's like, I cannot move. Like legitimately cannot move. I'm in way too much pain. And so Kate's like, oh, fuck. And so she starts screaming help. Yes. Jin to the rescue yeah. runs in and she's like, take this bag to Jack. Get Jack mm-hmm. having baby like mines it all out. Yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. Got it. Runs to Jack, gives her the bag. And it's like, um, and he's translating and son's translating. And she's like, oh yeah, Claire's just happens to ha- be having her baby right now. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, no, bro. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Tell Kate she's got to do it. So Jin runs back, tells Kate she's got to do it. And then Jin and Charlie are just like watching as Kate helps Claire deliver a baby. Yeah. Because Boone is in like critical condition. Yes. He- so he... As far as we know, like as for at the time we know, he's fractured a leg. Mm-hmm. And so um and lung has collapsed. And a lung has collapsed. So he's put it um a made sh- makeshift airway mm-hmm. and he's going to reset the leg. So yes. he resets the leg and then notices that Boone is losing too much blood. So then they have Hurley, I believe, run around and find out what people's blood types are. Yeah. Nobody knows what their blood type is, which I find is very interesting because it's actually 100% accurate. Nobody really knows what their blood type is unless you've gone and specifically gotten that test because doctors 100% have it on file. Yeah. But they won't disclose that to you, which I find is very odd. Yeah. Like you have a right to know what your blood type is. I shouldn't have to go to a blood bank Mm -hmm. and specifically ask, I want to know what my blood type is. And then they prick your finger and tell you. I just think it's silly, but it's also something that's very true. Like, I don't know what my blood type is. I did it in science class. Really? Yeah. Like we all did it one day where you just got the, the finger prick and they told you. Interesting. But I don't know. Also the state's health medical stuff. I don't yeah, know what's going on over there. I it's think not- every country is different too, yeah. right? But I, I, I did think that was an interesting note that like, you know, you're trying to do a blood transfusion on an island and nobody knows their blood type. Yeah. Except for very few people. And so Jack decides I'm going to give blood. Yes. Meanwhile, he has the perfect assistant in sun she's like right there Mm -hmm. super calm she's like here use this sea urchin as a needle it works perfect oh i know how to set a leg let me help you set this leg and he's like no no no, i got this he's like she's like why are you he's like why are you giving me this wood it's like not for you it's for his teeth yeah like "Mm, babe is smart she knows knows stuff Mm -hmm. it was very interesting for her to be like so calm and the really the only one that was willing to stay right beside Jack and help him with all this stuff. The part of that too, though, is son knows when there can't be anything else to help Boone. Yes. She's aware that he's not going to survive this and you are just prolonging his pain at that point. 
Mm-hmm. And she's pretty much telling Jack to stop. And this is where he can't let go. He wants to do everything he can yes. to try to save Boone. Essentially, the blood is pooling, pooling in, in his, his leg. leg. Because it wasn't a fracture. Mm-mm. It was a proper break and rupture. Yeah. And so all the blood is pooling. And so Jack is like, I got to amputate this leg or he's going to die. And so he's so fixated on that. He ropes in Michael and they have like a makeshift uh, <laughs> guillotine. Guillotine, <laughs> essentially. Like, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find it's a makeshift guillotine, essentially. And he's going to use it to amputate. Mm-hmm. And Sun just keeps saying, don't do it. Yeah. Just stop. Mm-hmm. Michael is like, do you want me to be here for this? Like, let me help. And Jack's like, you need to go. You should not see this. Yeah. And so Sun turns and walks away. Michael goes away. And Boone kind of comes through a bit. Yeah. And he's like, just stop. Yeah. He's, I, he's fully aware of what's happening. And he's like, just stop. Mm-hmm. But he it's interesting because he uh, he mumbles some words. Well, <laughs> he you could probably say he might be a little bit lucid. Right he's now very too. lucid. He's on some drugs right now. But it's interesting. He he mumbles, you know, hatch. He mentions there is a hatch. And a plane. Mm-hmm um so and lock and lock uh jack's trying to put the dot like connect the dots mm-hmm. but uh boone dies from boone from die. the injuries he had some quite a lot of internal bleeding and mm-hmm. he knew what was happening too and he was he came to his peace with it but he dies i'll say his last words were tell shannon tell shannon because no one could find shannon because where was shannon Having a date with Saeed on a secluded, isolated part of the beach. And they told no one where they were going. They were having a picnic and no one could find them. Yep. And Boone dies. Boone dies. And Shannon is one of the last people to find out. Yes. Immediately. She shuts down. Yeah, she doesn't even really like cry out or anything. It's nope. just like shock. It's absolute face. shock. She's definitely going to be wrestling with the I should have been there. Mm-hmm. Like, why wasn't I there? But Locke is still missing. Yes. Jack is furious because he's immediately like, I need to find Locke. Mm-hmm. He needs to answer for this. It's his fault. And he immediately puts the blame on Locke because Locke lied about what had happened to Boone. Yep. And he didn't treat accordingly. He treated based off of what he was told and mm-hmm. what he was told was a lie. Yeah. If Locke had told had him what, actually, what happened. actually happened, he would have, you know, known he was dealing with internal bleeding. And I mean, that's also like hindsight, right? That's, yes. It's not a guarantee he would have been able to do anything, but in I mean, Jack's mind, it was... In Jack's yeah. mind, he could have treated differently. But I think what Jack forgets is... You're on an island in a dirty cave. You're not in a sanitary hospital with all of your medical instruments. Mm -hmm. I think what he did with the tools that he had was quite incredible. Um, And it was very quick thinking. And I think he is glad that he had son because otherwise, you know, son found an urchin would work as a needle. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I can understand where, why, like why he's so frustrated. Yeah. And then he's been, he's just so vocal about it like the entire group is like okay jack's out for Locke. yeah he blames Locke. like Locke's in a lot of shit like we got to keep those two away from each other and meanwhile shannon's just there she's just listening there's also almost two huddles going on at the beach right now yeah there's the people that are seeing what happened with boone and trying to figure out what it's, happened it was quite interesting how they did it though because you have claire introducing her baby to the group yeah and then you have them just immediately transition into Boone's funeral. Mm-hmm. You have the joy of a new kid in the world and you have the, and the loss of away. someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting because I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to be like, oh, well, this is Boone reincarnate. Well, 
<laughs> I don't I 100% don't think it is but it's interesting because like anytime sure. someone's born and dies around the same time you always there's some people yeah. that do believe in reincarnation that are always like oh it's a reincarnation of this person but would you want to name your kid Boone Boone <laughs> I feel like that has to be a nickname 21's the greater good yes the greater good so we have another Saeed backstory with this one here yes but the fallout of this episode really is how are people reacting to Boone dying yes and Shannon's completely shut do you down do with Locke? <laughs> she, yeah what do you do with Locke Shannon's not talking to anybody mm-hmm. you can see she's just she's literally just staring Yes. Out into the sea. Like, she doesn't know how to process. Like, she it's clear that she's never really suffered a major loss like someone that close to her before. Mm-hmm. Um, Saeed's trying to help her. She's not really having any of it. Yeah, I could see her almost blaming him, mm-hmm. uh, feeling that way. When they do have the funeral for Boone, Shannon doesn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, Saeed kind yes, of steps in. She, she is like, because Jack was like, Shannon, do you want to say anything? And she just like shakes her head and she says no. And then Saeed then steps in because he knows that she'll regret not saying something. Yeah. Um, so he speaks for her behalf, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. He's like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know Boone very well. Yeah. No one really did. However, and then he kind of like picks you know, try, memorable yeah. moments, like highlights from season one, him sa- trying to save Joanna, but mm-hmm. epically failed. <laughs> he talks about Boone's bravery and I mm-hmm. think, you know, his willingness to do things maybe yeah. didn't always pan out, but he would actually. He was ready to volunteer and help. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he wanted to take action. He wanted to be useful. Um, again, it didn't always like pan out properly. I mean, he did fall, fall asleep on sentry duty, however, mm-hmm. but he, tr- he, want, he meant he always meant well. Uh, there's a little aside with Charlie wanting to take care of Claire's baby mm-hmm. in this episode. Uh, he calls the baby turnip head. I did make that notation. I thought that was really funny that he called it turnip head. And he, he's like, I'll babysit for you so you can have some rest. Mm-hmm. But the baby's crying a lot. It won't stop crying. He's trying everything. He's trying to sing to it. It's not happening. It. He tried to get Hurley. Hurley tries to tell jokes and it's not happening. Or no, Hurley tries to sing. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's just like dancing with the baby and like yeah. her, the baby's just not having it. But they find that Sawyer reading has and talking that has drawl. a magical soothing effect to it. Mm-hmm. And so Charlie starts stalking Sawyer and it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like, keep talking. Holds the baby out. Keep talking. <laughs> That's kind of like the slight runner with this episode with a bit more comedy. That's the comedy aspect of it, really. Because there's a lot of uh, a lot of weight to this, to be honest. A lot of it, it does reflect in, uh, in Saeed's backstory. He's, yep. he's in London at Heathrow mm-hmm. and he gets detained. And he does make a comment. He's like, I'm not a terrorist. Because it's very easy to be like, well, he's, you know, He's Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. so they're making the assumption that he's a terrorist. And he very clearly states right off the bat, he's like, I'm not a terrorist. And then they're like, oh, we know, but you're from Iraq. And he's like, your point? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we need you to do this. And they essentially blackmail him into doing the government's dirty work. Yeah, essentially there's a whole lot of C4 that's gone missing. And they have ties to someone that Saeed used to know. From college years and years ago. It was his roommate and his roommate's now living in Sydney. I think it was interesting that Saeed's response the whole time was like, why should I care? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 100%. Damn straight. It is not your problem. The government fucked up. It's their mess. They should be cleaning it up. And then he's basically put in the situation where he's blackmailed mm-hmm. because they have dirt on Nadia. They say they know where she is. Yes. She's apparently in L.A. Mm-hmm. And she's reinvented herself. So she goes by Nora now. Mm-hmm. The government is willing to give Saeed 
the details of where she is, how to get to her, um, if they fall, if he follows through with this plan. Yes. So he meets up with his friend. Um, he finds out their plan. He gets in their good books, and if find he finds out his friend's a suicide bomber. Mm-hmm. And the only way for him to find out where the C4 is, is to convince his friend to go through with it. Yes. Even though his friend does not want to. He's having second guessing himself about if this is actually something he wants to go through with. And the only way Saeed will get what he wants is if his friend does go through with it. Yes. He's in a position where he's being told essentially to go on the mission with his friend. Yes. So the two of them, you know, they, they load up the van, they're in the car, they get the guns and then... The truth comes out. Yes, Saeed tells him his friend why he's actually there, and his friend pulls a gun on Saeed. Yes, and Saeed's ready. He's you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling my truth, and his friend turns and pulls the trigger on himself. Yeah, and then Saeed calls the government, and they shut her down, and they give him a plane ticket mm-hmm. and said, "Here you go." But Saeed refuses the plane ticket because they were going to burn the body, and Muslims don't burn bodies; mm-hmm. they bury them. And because they were announcing him as a terrorist, he wouldn't have any relations to claim the body. So Saeed decided I would claim the body. And so they have to push his plane ticket. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. There was a lot. Of, I got really angry with how the government was handling oh, all yeah. of that. Like just with them being just so blatantly racist. Saeed has a lot of trauma in his past. A too. lot. We learn in this episode, so again, Shannon's like really shocked and depressed. Mm-hmm. Saeed keeps trying to, you know, talk to her, bring her out of it. But all she wants is for Locke to pay what he did. Yeah. For what he did. And she essentially asks Saeed to hurt Locke. Yes. She doesn't punish necessarily him. imply what that means. Yes. She just like, I need you to pay. I need you to make him pay for what he did. Yes. That's all she says. Mm-hmm. Saeed and Locke have a, have a little chat mm-hmm. and we find out that Locke was, uh, the one to blame for the sabotage of the original communications plan. Yeah. Um, Saeed's best. Yes. <laughs> like, I worked so hard. Uh-huh. How dare you thwart my plan? So while those two are chatting, the, the, um, we kind of get a, you know, a flashback, you know, well, a side flash. So they're built, they're still working on the raft mm-hmm. 2.0. Uh, Jin is slowly learning quote-unquote learning English sure certain um, words yeah so he's starting to learn certain words um you know Walt I can't remember if he discloses this to like who he discloses to but he does you know at some point say he's scared to die mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting um and then Jack is still very frantic he's very upset he's trying to hunt lockdown but he, and it keeps collapsing because he donated a lot of blood yeah he needs to recover he's not recovering so Kate drugs him <laughs> she gives him sleeping pills she gives okay <laughs> Well, she drugs him. <laughs> sleeping pills are the same thing. Yeah. So she gives him sleeping pills. He conks out. He comes to, and what's missing? The key to the gun case. Yes, the suitcase. And they immediately think uh, Sawyer took it. But for once, it's it wasn't not him. Sawyer. <laughs> and as soon as they they see Saeed on the road, and Saeed's like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "The key's missing." He's like, "It wasn't Sawyer." Mm-hmm. They knew immediately who took it. And they go to hunt down Shannon because Shannon is the one that's going to try to kill Locke. Yes, they find them with Shannon holding Locke at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And Saeed's trying to talk her down because he keeps saying, you can't take this back. Yeah. You would have to live with this. Mm-hmm. So Shannon shoots Locke as Saeed is tackling her. Yes. And it looks almost like she hit him. 
mm-hmm. apparently she doesn't. <laughs> she, she missed. I feel like it was a graze. Yeah. If anything, it wasn't a full on hit. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't a lot of damage done. However, there would be some medical treatment required. Yes. But then Jack was just like, mm, fuck you and walks away. Yeah. They all kind of just leave Locke after this incident happens. Yes. Shannon's super pissed off. Oh, she's like very inconsolable her. at this point. She's like, she doesn't want anything to do with Locke. Mm-hmm. The, the, those, like all those people that were involved, like she's like done with Saeed. Like she's just so, so over it. So Saeed stays and talks to Locke because before when they were talking, he told him the truth about the plane and what happened with Boone. Mm-hmm. And Saeed asked him to go show him the hatch. Yes. That's how this so episode Saeed, ends. Saeed has... Oh, yes. Do you want to just roll to the next yeah, one? Yeah, let's just keep going because I know I'm going to just get right into it. This is the last episode. So this is Born to Run, episode 22. This is before the three-part finale. This is the last episode before finale. I mean, this one, again, was another Kate backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, but side note on the plane because I will forget if I don't go right into it. So... Saeed takes Locke to show him the plane. He yes. needs he needs hard proof at this point to believe Locke mm-hmm. that he's telling the truth because he doesn't trust this guy worth shit. Like, again, this is a guy master intelligence. Like, he was an interrogator. He knows the right questions to ask. And John catches on, too. Like, he's like, oh, you're interrogating me. Yeah. He's like, mm, you'll know if I'm interrogating you. It gets when so they get to the plane. He sees the, you know, the carnage, essentially. Mm-hmm. He sees the broken statues with all the drugs. But they just leave the drugs. I mean, I get well. why, but I feel like you could use these for something that could be useful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, then they go back and Locke shows Saeed the hatch. And then this, the science guy, there's His a name t- is science Art. teacher. There is a high school science teacher that goes to talk to the boys that are making the raft. And he tells them not to launch the raft. He says that he's like, anyone with an eye can see that mm-hmm. it's you're approaching monsoon season and these waters will be way too treacherous. So then Michael's kind of given the deadline of like, we have to launch this tomorrow or we're not going to be able to launch it for like six months. Yeah, they, they're pretty stuck. He says you should have launched it yesterday. Yes, like. Yeah, you should have launched it like yesterday. And they're like, well, shit. So then they kind of hit overdrive and Michael's going crazy yes. trying to make sure this is fully set up. And he starts getting sick. He's having stomach pains. He's having stomach pains. He was lightly poisoned. Yeah. So there was a little interaction before this where Kate says that she wants to be the one to go on the raft. Yes. Um, and essentially wants to take somebody else's spot because there's only so many of them that can fit yes. on the raft. Yes. And all the spots have been claimed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a little bit of a disagreement between her and Sawyer. Yes. She approaches Michael and says, I have sailing experience. Mm-hmm. What is Sawyer bringing to the table? And Michael's like, I mean, fair point. However, I've already promised it to, to yeah. Sawyer. He doesn't want to go back on his word. So Michael gets poisoned and is sick and he immediately blames Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Sawyer calls Kate out and being a convict. Mm-hmm. So then he kicks. So first off, he kicks Sawyer off and then took, Kate took the spot. And then when Sawyer found out, he threw Kate under the bus and then Kate got kicked off the, the raft. We'd also just seen Kate burning a passport, which yes. Sawyer later reveals he thinks what she was doing was making herself a new identity. So when yes. she was found she was, on the raft, yes. she would no longer be seen as a convict because she would be going by a different name. Yeah, she was uh, She was actually, it was interesting. They, she was re- trying to reuse Joanna's, mm-hmm. who had previously drowned. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of revealed, like, the reason that she wants to get off this island so quickly is that in the event that they, they were found, there'd be a lot of press, publicity, mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't want to be caught in that because of her past. Yes. 
which we get to learn a bit more of. Yes, with the flashback, this episode is, I would say, it doesn't completely inform why Kate is a criminal because she's already on the run. We see her kind of meet up with what seems like an old friend, Mm -hmm. like a childhood friend in a hospital. But we don't really understand like who he's... uh, She's like, oh, I'm here to see so-and-so. And And we're like, well, who is this person? What's the relation? We don't Mm -hmm. really understand until partway through. We find out it's her mom. Yeah, she says somebody has cancer and she wants to visit them, essentially. Mm -hmm. And her old friend, Tom, is the one that can help her with that. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. So Tom and Kate have history. So Tom works at the hospital that, that Kate's mom is at. And so he's pushing to get her some additional like x-rays and stuff. And so while they're waiting for these x-rays, they decide to go and dig up an old time capsule yep, by the big tree, <laughs> by the big tree. And in this time capsule is the miniature plane. Yes. And some cassettes. Recordings of them when they were kids. When they were kids. And so we get to sit there and listen to them as they, you know, they discuss it. And then they start kissing. We should say right now, Tom has a kid. He is married and has an, a, a new kid. Yes. Maybe six months old. Mm-hmm. And the mom and the kid are away at her, that the mom's parents' house. And so I had made the notes like, ooh, adultery. And I'm like, no, <laughs> just kidding. It's just kisses, but still, well, you know. it's still not it's great. It's still not great. Um, but they did stop there. It was an interesting moment because then you're kind of like, oh, it was clear that these two had a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's never disclosed, but I do have a feeling that that is her ex-husband. I mean, we're not spoiling anything here, but. I know this is just a theory because this yeah. has not been you know, announced at all is not even announced in the episode. You can tell that they had a relationship because they were childhood friends, but there seems like there was more. There was, it feels like there was a romantic relationship at some point. And Kate did say she was married, but only for a brief time. So I was thinking that this might be her ex Mm -hmm. and they were married for a brief time, but it didn't work out. So they split and then he got married to somebody else and now has a kid. Well, the thing with the cassettes is they're them as kids and Tom saying, you know, we're going to grow up one day and find this time capsule and we're going to be married. And so have he, a bunch of kids. He and already has that idea in his head. Yeah. And Kate's pretty much saying no. Let's just drive. Let's hit the let's road. Get out we of need here. to tra- Yeah, and we need Tom to travel. Is like, why are you always running away? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Kate is always running away. <laughs> yes, literally. She has it down to a patch. She knows to travel with, like, you know, just a backpack. She knows mm-hmm. how to quickly, like, you know, change. She knows how to change a passport and her identity, change her hair, you know, yeah. eye color, all that. She can assume identities very quickly. So she, she goes back to the hospital and, you know, Tom arranges for her to see her mom. Well, her, so Kate's having this moment. She's like, I'm, I'm really sorry, mom, for everything. Like, you know, I love you kind of thing. Her mom comes to and loses it. Yeah, she is scared of Kate. She is li- so scared. She starts screaming, help me, help mm-hmm. me. And then you just see security coming in. Like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? They don't even stop to like let Kate answer no. like she she just immediately hits the, fi- the flight mode and yeah. she knocks him out starts booking it um she looks Tom comes out and is like what's happening she's like I need your car keys and they start booking it for the car and Tom just keeps dragging along yeah he doesn't want to leave her he doesn't want to leave her she keeps saying you need to go like you can't be here like I need to go I need to take your car and he refuses to leave her and so he gets in the car too and she's like you have this final choice yeah I need you to get out because I need to go the cop is right there I'm going to be hit this cop and running he won't get out of the car yeah he's he wants to be with her and he wants to be with her so the cop starts a shootout they mm-hmm. drive through and they don't make it that far till the car's totaled and she realizes that tom is dead what it looks like he's in the car not 
moving. He's not responsive. Not responsive. Kate is ready to book it. She she's like, I'm so one. sorry. She's like, I, I, and she starts freaking out. She's like, I, I don't want to leave you, but I got to go. And then they kind of show like a quick glance to the plane in the back seat with the cassettes and stuff. And then next thing we know, she's booking it down the street over a bridge and mm-hmm. like down a tunnel and running away. Yes. So she takes the plane with her in that instance. We don't know what happens after that with the airplane, but she does have it in her possession. Yeah, she has it in her possession. So at some point she did retrieve it. Obviously that was with the safety deposit box. Mm -hmm. We don't know what happened after that moment. Just to kind of close out the end of this episode Mm -hmm. has Kate talking to Sun. Yes. You've seen this relationship starting to grow more between Mm -hmm. the two of them. And it's here they explain that it was not Michael they were trying to poison. It was Jin. It was Jin because Sun does not want Jin to go. And she thought this was the only way to prevent him from getting on that raft. It was Kate's idea. Like mm-hmm. she told Sun this idea. But the whole reason was not to poison Michael. Their water bottles just got swapped. Yes. It was. It's interesting. So Walt, being the inquisitive child that he is, he's, you know, chatting with, with his dad and saying, you know, like, so when we get to land, we're going to, you know, we're going to let them know that there's people on this island. We're going to take them back and we're going to bring help. And but it's made very clear in not what he says, but how he reacts. And Michael has zero intention of returning to this island. Yeah. So even if they do get all like if this raft idea works and they do make it back, he has no intention of coming back with a rescue party to try and figure out where this island yeah. is. He's done after that. He's done. So like, I thought that that was interesting. I still don't think that this raft is a good idea. <laughs> like, I just really think it's a horrible idea. But I mean, we still got a lot of body counts. So I'm waiting for, well, for we, that to go down. We have Walt warning Locke not to open the hatch. Yes. Walt has a feeling. He gets this feeling after he touches, after Locke touches him. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time Locke has ever laid hands on Walt. He puts his hand on his wrist. Walt immediately has like, goes into a panic frenzy. He's like, don't open it. Don't open it. You Mm -hmm. can't open it. And Locke is just like, open what? He's like, the hatch, don't open it. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't really know how to react. Yeah. He doesn't really know how to react. But all, all you see is like, and then Walt has, again, has that change. He's like, I need to get off this island. We are on this raft. We're getting off this island Mm -hmm. because whatever is in that hatch is no bueno. It is bad. Mm -hmm. He's like getting not. He's not getting good vibes from it. Locke is still hellbent. Just like I gotta open this. I gotta open this. Island is telling me I have to open this. But then Walt is like freaking out, saying no. Yeah, and this is again Locke being blinded by faith in the sense where he's like, I've been given this task for whatever Mm. reason. He thinks that that I must open this hatch. That does not have a handle, does not have any indication what's inside. Everyone yeah. else is telling him, you well, don't know what's Saeed in there. Well, made the good, made such a good point. He's like, and you want to open this? And Locke's like, yeah. He's like, you know, maybe there's a reason there's no handle on the outside because yeah. it's only meant to be open from the inside. Mm-hmm. So whatever's in there should probably stay in there. But Locke is just so blinded. He's just hellbent. He's like, I need to open this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to open a can of worms, buddy. That might be the end of our recap of the episode. Before we sign off, though, do you have any theories about how the season's going to end? Oh, my gosh. I think that the last couple episodes were addressing this raft. Yes. I think that they got to get this out of the way. And I still don't think it's a good idea. I think they're either is either going to go up and up and smoke again Mm -hmm. just before they're about to launch. They are going to launch it. And they're really not going to get that far. 
like they're gonna maybe make it like to the distant like the little distance and you're gonna see it like sink or something like i think tragedy is gonna happen yeah. with this raft do you have any thoughts on who you think is not gonna make it out of the finale just the season one finale yeah no i know I like yeah it's tricky because there's so many characters that don't really have names right now um and just think of big like, like yeah, yeah I have ugh. okay first off this dog I don't think this dog is making <laughs> don't, it don't worry about like Vincent. I'm sorry Vincent <laughs> I love you but I don't know how you're surviving this long on an island um Michael and Walt are pretty high on my list mm -hmm. I think I would be surprised I also think I'd be surprised about Shannon I think those are kind of like the key ones I know about obviously a couple of the sure. others so it's really hard but you still have a lot of questions where you don't know how some people's stories end you don't have everybody's ending yeah i don't i don't have claire and i kind of don't have all of charlie's um but i have like all the other ones i kind of forget sawyer's though but um yeah i think for season one probably like you they're gonna have to like, kind of sucker punch you a bit so i think that they're either gonna pull a, like a cliffhanger of like you think like this really big character is dead but they're not actually dead but i think people like walt michael and um shannon shannon i think those three are pretty high on my list of you know <laughs> i know you're not in season five so you're gone at some point and so I, those are if i needed to, to guess people to be mm -hmm. gone after season one those are my named characters yeah that are top of my list do you have any thoughts on what's in the hatch oh god <laughs> <laughs> see this is hard because this is a hatch is not a thing in five or six they're not I, really this isn't something that i'm expecting you to know like yeah. you're not dropping hints it's very mysterious at no i know i know uh for my comedic one um group of polar bears just chilling having a beer <laughs> having yeah. a coca-cola they're doing like the poker game yeah they're like, playing poker <laughs> yeah. with a coca-cola um i don't know maybe like an energy source or maybe like uh it could go even more outlandish like aliens I, I don't know. Right now, just with like the whole light thing, I'm thinking like an energy source of something mm -hmm. or, you know, like some ultimate being. But I don't think that. Yeah. No. I think, you know, polar bears playing poker with a bottle <laughs> yeah. of Coca-Cola. That's what I'm going number with. One. I think that's uh, that's <laughs> number one. That's mm -hmm. very plausible. I mean, there's how many polar bears on this island? I have absolutely no clue. Do you Zero have clue. any other kind of predictions before the finale mm. or any thoughts, any questions you might I, want answered? I think that, like, I, again, I think that the biggest thing that they kind of need to address in the finale is going to be this raft and this hatch. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that, you know, you've been building. Mm -hmm. It would be kind of a disappointment if they're not addressed sure. and they just carry over to the next season, especially because the finale is three episodes. Um, I do think we're going to have some body counts. Again, we have like 40 something people on this island. It, you got... A couple of seasons here and it's going to dwindle down very quick. Mm -hmm. So uh, you got to start getting rid of some people, especially like the background ones, because we're it's very clear who we're focusing in on. So just get rid of the other ones. So I don't know if there's going to be like a massive storm and like all get like washed away because the dummy stayed on the on the beach, the hatch, the raft, body count. Yeah. Those are the kind of the big things that I'm hoping will be answered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's definitely, like, in terms of flashbacks, like, there's questions that you do need, do need to answer, like, Locke's accident. Mm -hmm. But 
Jack was married? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark? Kate was married? Kate was married too? <laughs> so there's like, there's those things. Like Hurley, I feel like it's pretty much like an open book. He has more of like the important storyline because of the numbers and the numbers relation to like the island, like the numbers were on the hatch. Those were his lotto numbers. How did he get those? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's definitely more, he has, as much as he's very much comedic, he has more of a serious storyline. Hurley's more present oriented with mm-hmm. his story as opposed to past. Yeah. Whereas with some people, it's more like, how did they get here? What are they about? Mm-hmm. Hurley's more like, what's he going to do? Or what yeah. is he yeah. a part of? He doesn't really have much, like his whole thing is like the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's why he's there. And so I think that's interesting. I'm also curious to see how they're all connected too. Cause we've kind of got like a little bit of tidbits here and there. I'm also just waiting for, you know, that reveal. Like Sawyer knows Jack's dad moments yeah. before he died mm-hmm. right so that i think jack's gonna be very upset when he finds out mm-hmm. so you didn't do anything you let him drink like well, <laughs> these I two mean, already have known? so many arguments oh my gosh <laughs> honestly it's just like a pissing contest honestly mm-hmm. i get it I, it's, I know it's supposed to be drama sci-fi but i feel like half of it's just a comedy <laughs> well i think at the time it was especially before the season finale mm-hmm. they were telling the actors somebody's gonna die like Ooh, okay I believe that person was Boone at the time. Yeah. But they were oh, like... I was just about to ask, is it excluding Boone because he died before he the finale? He was included in that. But they were saying, like, not all of you are making it out of this season. And they were all really sad because they loved working on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in Hawaii filming? Yes. I mean, sign me up. And you're talking about, like, ratings juggernauts at the time. Loss was, like, the biggest thing on TV. Oh, 100%. I remember. It was, like, previews, like, literally left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. So everyone wanted to keep working on the show. Mm-hmm. And it was... Yeah, they were told at the beginning that somebody wasn't going to make it through. At least one person could mm-hmm. be more people. They weren't told. Yeah, they, <laughs> so they like, didn't left, know. like open, yeah. right? But it's kind of interesting that they, you know, they kind of said that like no one's really safe. And mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, that's true. You're on a tropical island. Yeah, and really, no one's really safe. It wasn't like Boone's was leading up to some grand thing where he played the hero. Like, yeah. it really was just an accident. Oh, 100%. Well, I think that's the thing that people are going to figure. They're going to think that this is going to be this big skept- like spectacle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the smallest thing. Yeah. You're on a tropical island. There's so many things that could go wrong yeah, very, very small. easily. You could drink water. Yeah, the wrong water. The wrong water. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like, it's always, it's never going to always be like this big, big thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be sometimes just the smallest things. Like, I was nervous that Claire wasn't going to make it through childbirth when yeah. she did. I was like, oh, okay, that's a strong woman. <laughs> Do you have any characters you want to be more at the forefront next season? Who are uh, you, like, most interested in? Yeah, I want more Hurley because I think mm-hmm. he's just hilarious. I think Shannon has a lot more development to do. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of, like, been there season one yeah. in the sidelines. She hasn't really done much. She's just been kind of bratty. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that she's going to use Boone's death to kind of as like a learning curve and be like, I need to be more useful. I need to actually do learn something, do something more productive mm-hmm. than just sit and get a tan. And I think that's kind of what she was gearing up to before he died too. Like yeah. she was tired of feeling useless and helpless. And so that's why she started helping Saeed and then that relationship developed. So I'm hopeful that if she does make it out of season one, then she'll kind of use that to start building and be a bit more useful. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you're going to be able to watch our reaction to the finale. If yes. You go, to go to the channel. You can see how Christina feels about the end of season one. Oh, yes. 
lots of unknowns. Yes. <laughs> For right now, you you have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. It mm. is like bothering me yeah. that I don't know. Because I know what happens in like a very vaguely remember what happens in the last two seasons but that's so far but removed it's so like, far it's completely different yeah. it's a completely different vibe because mm-hmm. they're dealing with so many so many different things in the later season versus this season i honestly don't know <laughs> i have i have a, i just have a really bad feeling about this raft yeah just a really bad feeling and there's going to be casualties yeah that's just a strong feeling that's that i have your thoughts that's my thought I'm going to sit on that hill and we'll find out if I'm right or not. Yes. 